Bless up for tuning in to Project Cheney. Magic happens when you question everything. Conspirituality becomes reality, weirdness is welcomed, and it's okay to change your mind. Big up yourself. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of Project Cheney. As always, I'm Cheney, and I'm a little late to the party this week. I had a migraine at the beginning of my week, and it kind of offset everything uh, <clears throat> crazily. Um, yeah, it ruined my scheduling a little bit. I am a person that kind of lives in chronic migraines. I am getting better at knowing my auras, so I don't get full migraine until I throw up. Um, sorry if you're listening to this at an odd time of the day and I just said migraine to throw up, but <laughs> that used to be my real life. Uh, now I kind of still get a little nauseous, but uh, maybe I do better to alleviate the symptoms before they get here. Anyways, it messed up my week a little bit. And um, also this week, I was on Rogueways with a uh, Lindsay Sharman, and you guys should definitely check that out. It was a really good time and a good conversation, and we laughed a lot and um, talked about all sorts of topics. I don't know what we didn't talk about. So I think you should go over to Rogueways on YouTube um, if you want to see my cute face, or uh, even better, if you want to go and support Lindsay's channel, uh, go and do that. Um, <laughs> Since we talked last time, sorry uh, if you're not into UFC, but I have to talk about the Conor McGregor leg break. I'm a huge UFC fan. I'm a huge MMA fan. Um, if you don't know that, and I'm just talking about it for the first time during a Conor McGregor fight, don't call me a casual fan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was gnarly. And if you didn't see it, watch it. Otherwise, it looks like a Gumby it looks fake. It looks like a Barbie arm bending inside skin. Uh, if you're an MMA fan where, you know, it's the Chris Weidman, it's the Anderson Silva of it all. It's that nasty. They keep saying, what's going to stop the leg kicks? What's going to be a good combatant for the leg kicks other than like an overhand? But it's going to be all legs can't handle kicks, y'all. All styles can't handle kicks. Um, but I did... After all the replay, after all the shows I watch, my real thoughts on that is I do think Connor jumped in deep for that guillotine uh, when Dustin had him in the corner. I do think uh, Connor could have got wrapped, but Dust got his legs wrapped around Dustin's back to get the choke in tight, but Dustin got his toes in the cage, which is legal, but it happens in UFC. It's like, I mean, not even the biggest, you know, the 
ref will usually just slap the foot and say, get your toes out of the cage. But it did uh, stop Connor from being able to get the leverage he needed to finish that choke. And that choke was in tight. Uh, they stand up from that. Dustin does some nasty ground and pound. Connor like hooks his fingers inside Dustin's glove and pulls him in close so he can get off a couple gnarly shots. It looks a kind of messy and everything, but neither guy really takes any real damage in this whole exchange. Uh, it would have been interesting. I think probably if anyone knows Connor McGregor, probably his cardio takes the most damage in the first round. And so it would have been interesting in a second round of a fight. But when they stand up, Connor goes for this teep kick straight up the middle and Dustin comes down and he goes to block it and he kind of puts his elbow down. And when Connor kicks up his, you can almost see his shin wrap around Dustin's elbow right in that teep kick. And so when he steps back, it looks like the torque of his body when he's going in for that right hand, it looks like, uh, it twists. It looks like it twists and breaks but really it was already snapped when he went for that teep kick and uh Poirier blocked the kick so you know you can throw kicks but if somebody blocks a kick if somebody checks a kick that is a technique and uh anyone out there hating on Dustin Poirier I don't know who you are at this point but um yeah that's he needs to move on. I want to see Poirier, Charles Oliveira. That's the fight I want to see. Um, obviously, I want Poirier to get as much money as he can in his career, and everybody knows Connor's a paycheck. So, yeah, any other guys that get to fight Connor? I mean, even if he's on this crazy losing record at this point, it's almost like every fight that Connor loses, we can watch Nate Diaz. Like we just saw Connor lose, and then we saw Nate Diaz sign the Robbie Lawler. Uh, fight and I'm like because Nate Diaz can keep taking L's as long as Connor's taking L's because everyone's going to want to see that trilogy so as long as it's almost money in the bank for those guys and I feel like that for Dustin Poirier a little bit is he has money in the bank now with a future Connor McGregor fight and that it was all I will bore all my um, spirituality and conspiracy people with that but if you're into manifesting if you um, want to watch the Connor McGregor documentary I'm not a huge fan. There's allegations of rape with him and the conspiracy world that we're in. I don't know if they, you know, the media, I don't know the whole gig. I don't know. I think Conor McGregor just seems like kind of a dirtbag, but uh, his documentary is pretty interesting. And uh, maybe you can check it out if you're an athlete or into manifestation, but you probably already have. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. I started out with migraines and Conor McGregor. Uh, what else do I have to talk about today? Um, I do already want to get out of the way is uh, the Maricopa County. I don't know if anyone watched that. I was going to do this yesterday. I was going to hang out with you guys yesterday. I had it all planned. I was going to do it in the morning and then the afternoon got away from me. And then I had an interview and then uh, these I didn't know where they were happening because I've been saying every day we wake up the Maricopa County. We're still waiting for Maricopa County, Maricopa County. But they did do a hearing yesterday and we found out kind of everything that we thought that um, there was ballots with. And for those of you that don't know at this point, uh, Maricopa is the county in Arizona that's auditing the election under a forensic audit um, because all the people that think the election was stolen from Donald Trump and um, given to China. I mean, Joe, Joe Biden. <laughs> but uh, so the Maricopa County hearings, we found out that there was like tons of ballots without watermarks, which um, that's something that supposedly the bad guys didn't know there was these certain dotted watermarks and 
all over these ballots and they reproduce them, obviously, without watermarks. There also was different stock paper used, like paper that bled through, which they had all these paper experts look at it and the ones for the real ballots wouldn't have bled through. Uh, they had, uh, you know, boxes shoved in other boxes and official chains of commands broken with theirs. But every single person that touched the ballot while they were being audited was under camera. So they have all footage of anyone that messed with it. And um, it does kind of seem like it'll get next level. And I just think it's interesting. And you guys watch every time that anything comes out about this audit, it's almost like the, the bad guys, in easy terms to talk about, have Operation Bluebeam, where they're going to do a fake alien attack on us, or they're going to up this COVID Delta variant really fast and, you know, put masks back on in L.A. And it is funny how, like, hand in hand, we're watching that happen. We watched Maricopa get talked about yesterday. And then Los Angeles is, um, because you know, you guys, uh, now we don't even know, people don't like when they walk around with a mask that everyone assumes that they're unvaccinated. So it's, they don't want the assumption and it's maskist. So why doesn't everyone just wear a mask now in Los Angeles? It's only in Los Angeles. Can they do it that way? Like, <laughs> it's so backward. <sighs> yeah, I also, I talked about my migraines, um, but it's kind of weird after them. I get this aura that night where I'm just kind of a little, I, I call it stupid, but maybe I'm more like spiritually connected where I just have this like blissful hangover. And, um, I don't know why I wrote it down here to tell you, maybe for, if you guys have that too, I wondered if you guys get sick or if you're somebody that during your period or, um, during, you know, a bad headache or fever, if you just remember ever getting weird downloads or feeling like spiritually connected more when you were sick or, you know, I know a lot of pregnant ladies have like the craziest dreams when they're pregnant where they're like, no, this was so real. You don't understand. Uh, so I was just wondering that for everyone, what kind of energies we get open up to in these periods in our life that we're assuming, um, are quote unquote bad, but maybe it's just like the universe's way of like, I always, think my migraines are like a way that the universe is like, no, you will meditate. You will sit in this room in silence and meditate. And, um, my weird Scorpio, uh, I like meditating through like pain of things. Like I like meditating in a plank sometimes or meditating in like a form of, uh, where you feel that muscle burn. And not that I ever want that in my head, but it's almost like my body forces me to do that sometimes. <laughs> yes, I know. I think I've talked to you about my Christ journey and God and flesh and forgiveness. Um, I'll go back to that another day. Um, this is, I was talking to friends of mine, you know, when I was younger, I was, you know, that feminist idea of like, fuck Muslim countries covering their women. Like, this is horrible. And something weird, I, you know, I, a conversation dawned on me of one of my Muslim guy friends and he was saying just how romantic and beautiful it is that he doesn't own his wife's knee, but she saves it for him. Like he doesn't own his wife's shin, but she saves it for him. He doesn't own his wife's arm, but she saves it for him. And I was just, you know, in our culture, we are 
even in the small scale, if you're old enough to remember, like you used to save your virginity for somebody, like that would be something that you would strive to have intention with that part of yourself. So you only gave it up to like your quote unquote one true love or your twin flame or your soulmate or your husband, wife, whatever. Um, how special, uh, if that was ever special, how the idea of like, no, I could walk around with my whole head out, but I like to cover my hair so no one sees it. I like my husband to be the only one to get to see me in my full beauty. Uh, there was something kind of beautiful about it. It kind of changed my mind a little. And I just wanted to share that with you guys because my show is all about changing your mind. Um, <clears throat> I was also talking to a friend of mine this week and, uh, we were talking about spirit guides and when you find out you have spirit guides and do you guys have spirit guides? Is this something, do you have a bunch of spirit guides? Um, do your spirit guides show themselves to you? I have this theory that whoever our spirit guides are or what they represent is kind of this figure or thing that's kind of been around us our whole life that we don't even notice that we always get the art of or that we're always drawn to the music of or the lure of. And if you're to find out your spirit guide and you look it up and you see a picture of this entity deity thing, or even see it with your own eyes and draw it, you're like, Oh my gosh, that's, this other thing that other cultures talk about throughout lives. And, uh, you know, like I have a food dog thing. I don't know if I've said that here, um, with the Chinese dragons that go down the street during the parades and stuff, uh, or that are outside Chinatowns where one of them has the sacred geometry. They look like cat dogs or something. Um, I don't know why. I think that that represents one of my spirit guides somewhere. So I was wondering if you guys had people or animals or energies or uh, what, or if you've ever had like a reading done, or if you're a healer out there, um, have you met spirit guides that have come through that you're like, holy shit, now this spirit guide is impressive. You know, has, have, has someone ever had a spirit guide that you were like, and this bitch came rolling up with Zeus? You know, I don't know. Or like, and then he walked in and I swear to you, Jesus Christ was sitting to his left. Jesus was a spirit guide. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. Maybe this is really naive to ask, but I wanted to throw the whole question out there and uh, see what you guys thought about it. And, um, you know, with spirit guides, we always have all this talk of the Akashic record, the record, the Akashic I actually talked about it with Lindsay on Rogueways a little like, I don't know if they want me in the Akash. It kind of like we should light that whole thing on fire. It seems to be holding us back all this past life trauma. What if it was all just gone? If that's the thing keeping record of it, what's keeping record of the trauma? Is it the Akashic? Is this the long, wrong way to look at the Akashic? Um, and then I don't know if it's in direct opposition of the Akash. <laughs> that's my nickname for the Akashic. It's not even my nickname it's totally taken off too tall. Um, <laughs> but the Akash, I am actually, I think I play with the Aether more. Um, I pull ideas out of that. I feel like I'm a Tesla gal. I'm a Tesla kind of gal. Uh, it, it seems like 
uh, flowy and watery and I just stick my hand in and catch a fish of knowledge. I don't want to look through a Dewey Decimal System of the Akashic Record and pull books off a shelf and move them around. And it just reminds me of a library. I mean, it is a library, right? It's the library of the Akash, <laughs> the Akashic. I don't know why I had to talk to you guys about the Aether and the Akashic, but I'm like, eh, whatever. I am just starting to have this piece of paper that I write down my ideas on as they go throughout the week. And then I'm like, yeah, I'll totally remember the rabbit hole to go down when I start the show. Um, some of them, I have no idea what I wrote to myself. I apparently, I wrote, okay, here's like an example. I wrote ice wall, firmament, space. I'm guessing that I was, aren't they all the same? Aren't all three of those ideas just ways that we're trapped? Isn't no matter the bottleneck you find just another human enslavement or human trapping? If it's a bubble built around this whole thing or if this thing is a bubble floating through infinity or if, if it's a puddle with an ice wall around it with infinite white, they all just seem like more ways that you're helpless to their third dimensional programming. What are other ideas of our existence? What are other ideas where we're not trapped or somehow, well, I have to have a boat big enough to get to Australia and discover this. That'll cost me $1.2 million to get my ship down to the ice wall and get an expedition team. Oh, well, I have to be Richard Branson. If I really want to go to space, I have to have $1.3 billion so I can build my fucking virgin space shuttle and fucking fly into low earth orbit and hold up a picture of Stephen Colbert. Um, yeah, let's talk about that, by the way. <laughs> you guys, I can't. I can't with the Tesla car. I can't with the Tesla car in space. Nothing about my body believed that. Like, I wasn't even a flat earth person until that silly, silly, silly shit happened. And if you're out there and you believe a car went around space, wh what happened to that car? We legitimately have satellites at planets that you've never heard of satellites that were made out of like tinfoil and wrought cast iron. I don't know, <laughs> cast iron pans and out, you know, past Pluto. And we don't know any idea with that car. He didn't put a tracking device on that car. He didn't put a camera on that car. He didn't put anything to make it a satellite. Why wouldn't he want to send back telemetry, telemetry data or something about space from that car? It just, none of it makes sense. The whole thing is stupid train. Everything with Elon Musk is stupid train to me. The Elon Musk worship, worship stupid train. It, it, pretty much any billionaire worship is stupid train. I don't understand that life. And um, I don't get the, uh, the Bezos of it all. I don't understand how you become Jeff Bezos and you're allowed to exist and still want to make more money and not like just one island at a time. Be like Cure Hunger in Haiti. Um, cure homelessness in America, uh, build a house for every, um, Alaskan. I don't know, but I just don't understand the idea of like Lex Luthor hoarding the money. Th that's not the same species as us that I don't even know how I got here from there. Oh, the Richard Branson virgin space flight garbage, Richard Branson and his, have you ever seen a virgin record store that was successful? But I've heard Richard Branson talk about he was going to space forever. It's, and even the way his spaceship looks, a can't, a can't. 
I don't know. Talk to you about UFC. Oh my gosh, the biggest thing this week. Um, I think is uh, Cuba, right? Um, it's pretty emotional being a person in Florida and hearing stories of first generation Cubans uh, that a lot of them, you know, their fathers or mothers came over on rafts, like really just got on. Uh, I know this seems like a movie tale when I say this, but in Florida, it's a normal thing that people just flow up on rafts from other countries trying to free themselves. Like you talk about the border from people running for their lives from Mexico to Texas for a better life. Well, people float across the oceans and, uh, for the same thing or to free themselves from a communist or socialist regime. And my conspiracy head sees this and sees anyone talking about it. And it's just fishy. Like immediately I think fishy what's going on. Why isn't everyone talking about this? But my Floridian and uh, historian, what has always been up with Cuba? What do they want about Cuba? Why is there such a stronghold on Cuba? It just seems like this place that's been special. I mean, think of in your conspiracy heads and the John F. Kennedy of it all and Castro and Che. And it's just, it's curious to me why now. And I mean, why not now for the people and the media is telling, <laughs> it's so stupid. The media is telling people that they're marching because they can't get access to COVID vaccines, which that's so, hmm, it's water boy. Like you're, you're water boy brained if you think that way. And you have no concept of history or no basis in reality. And if it's p places like Cuba and Hong Kong and China or Venezuela or socialism doesn't work, you guys. And you, it's happening right now on our planet. This isn't old governments or old countries that you have to look up and be like, well, that failed because, you know, that was of uh, 1940s and that was a whole different thing, Cheney. No, this is right now. This is right now. And so the idea, if you're a person with white guilt out there and you think you vote for a Bernie Sanders because a Bernie Sanders is going to do better for whatever brown person that you're having sympathy for instead of empathy for, you need to look into a brown country and see what socialism has done for them. You need to look into your, to your country's own history and see um, what socialism is doing. And it isn't good. And you can talk about, there is <clears throat> all the isms, communism, socialism, capitalism, probably even dictatorships. They all have tiny little pieces in a perfect society if you pick your utopia or weetopia that you're creating. But... Um, historically, there's something about socialism that always leads to a dictatorship and it always 
ends up with a very poor population uh, fighting each other in the streets. And look at what they've tried to do to us in 2020. It's so funny that we're here. Not funny. (sighs) So anyways, I suggest whatever side of a political aisle you're on, it isn't that hard to find um, a brilliant Cuban American online uh, speaking out right now. Uh, Jorge Masvidal, UFC fighter, bring up UFC again. Um, there's a lot of amazing podcast hosts out of Miami and that are, you know, front lines in Palmetto uh, doing the damn thing. And this is really a human rights issue. And it has been for decades and decades, just as long as I know. Who knows how much longer than that? I am uh, naive even still, and I'm still looking into more of the politics. Um, but I think an interesting thing, conspiracy rabbit hole, if you want to go down it, is Guantanamo Bay. And it's interesting that Guantanamo Bay is in Cuba, right? This country that's socialist that we couldn't fucking buy a cigar from for I don't even know how long, but Guantanamo Bay is there. The least agreement with Guantanamo Bay is really interesting. Uh, It was like a trade for gold. And there's, I go back to spells and laws. We're allowed to do stuff at Guantanamo Bay that we're not allowed to do on the land of America. And it's right there. It doesn't, it just doesn't logically make any sense. Let's put a prison in an American prison here. I don't know, you guys. I definitely think go down the Guantanamo Bay rabbit hole and um, tell me what other interesting stuff you find. I felt like I found some interesting dates. Um, The lease agreement is really what stuck out to me the most. I don't know why the pieces of gold in exchange were curious. Okay. I had big plans to like ramble on for like an hour, go full Led Zeppelin. But I... uh, I should just get into Johnny. We had a really fun conversation. And if you guys don't know Johnny Larson, you're about to meet him. I was kind of a jerk off (laughs) and I called him Mr. Rogueways, but that's actually how I met him is through Lindsay. Um, I did mention that I was on her show this week, which is really just happenstance that it all worked out that way, but they are partners and, uh, we were talking about him last time when she was on my show. So if you haven't listened to that, you should check it out after you listen to this episode. Uh, Cause she is so awesome. And I was actually curious who is the dude that is the counterpart to this awesome balanced, like super fucking smart, super fucking witty, super fucking spiritual, like just seems to hit all these points, gal like Lindsay. And uh, so this conversation and this meeting with Johnny, this is the first time I ever sat down with a face to face or even heard his voice. You know, we've sent a few texts back and forth to set up this interview. Um, but immediately it felt like I just knew him so well. And there was like a trust I had about him because of how much I enjoy Lindsay. It was like meeting a friend of a friend or something. And we were going on a road trip together, but we both knew somebody and, as we talked, uh, it was synchronistic to me because, you know, like I love hip hop music and he brings up Easy e right away. And I'm like, shut up. Like that was my first album. And 
uh, I didn't know he was like the dude that was responsible for so much of the music on Rogueways, maybe all the music. I, But he's super talented and he's an old school conspiracy theorist. So he, you know, he knew about Alex Jones and about, you know, all the uh, kind of coming up in this movement. He felt like, oh yeah, I could talk to a guy, you know, he just that's how I am. I've just been into it for such a long geeky time. It felt like we were on the same page, but it was like every page I turned of him, of Johnny, it was like a new talent and a new skill. And Oh, you he he's <laughs> like a Jack of all trades, master of some maybe. And so then we get off air and, and I'd seen his art behind Lindsay, you know, in previous shows of her, she used to sit uh, in a studio, like in a room or whatever. And she used to have trees behind her. So I knew like styles of his art that he did, but I had no idea after we got off when I was first starting after we got off air or after we got done recording, I was first starting to put together, you know, the show. And I was like, do you mind if I use one of your prints, uh, for, you know, my Instagram page, which by the way, uh, go to project Cheney on Instagram go to Cheney and Wonderland on Instagram because I'm shadow banned everywhere on that account. You can find me on Telegram at Cheney the Vampire Slayer and I'm trying to put all those links eventually somewhere uh, on projectcheney.com. Sorry to squeeze that plug in. I'm just awful at self-promotion. I'm going to get better at it. So I was trying to build all this up for Johnny and then I totally went to his page uh, johnnylarson.com which I'll put all the links in the show notes though you can find his show and his channel and his website or he doesn't have a show and a channel but you can find his website and uh he's brilliant and then I saw his paintings you guys and it was like you know like uh meeting a friend and you know all the stuff about him and you think this whole thing and I thought he was already an awesome artist but it's just the depths of his art that I kind of enjoyed and the different styles so I highly recommend that you go and check out all his stuff and what he has going on. He's a super talented dude. He's really charming and smart and divinely masculine and divinely feminine and a perfect counterpart um, to Lindsay. So I hope you like our hangout and here's Johnny. Um, I won't even say infamous Johnny Larson. Um, I don't want to call you Mr. Rogueways. Would that be okay to call you? That, that would be weird. <laughs> Mr. Rogueways. <laughs> it's me, guys. The the first gentleman of Rogueways. The first gentleman of Rogueways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me, me even being affiliated with it in any way will ruin her show, so... I think it, I, it's pretty awesome. Um, you're the first uh, a coupling, maybe, that I've had. Um, I think Lindsay was episode... Shit, I should have looked that up for this. But one of my first episodes of Project Cheney, and Lindsay's your partner. What do you call each other? Um, we call each other a lot of weird things. <laughs> um, but when, when I jokingly want to piss her off, I, I just say she's my roommate. Um <laughs> But yeah, we we say things as cheesy as soulmate, and then we have a bunch of like her her pet name is bitch gravy for <laughs> no reason, and I'm fuckboy just because we decided to like kind of insult each other with our nicknames. So I kind of like it. I like the comedy aspect of it. Yeah, 
we get along really well. It's it's very strange. I'm glad I waited 40 some odd years to find somebody. It worked out pretty well. Well, if anyone hasn't listened, Lindsay is um, like pretty um, well she's divinely feminine and divine masculine. She knows about all this metaphysical shit and woo woo tarot, crystal, all that stuff. And she knows about everything politics. So you must be a really well-rounded person. I would think so. I would think so. Yeah. I I'm, I'm in touch with, um, I'm a pretty passive person. I grew up around some really violent people. Um, and so I became very passive and I was also a very geeky gangly kid. So my best defense mechanism was comedy, usually, to not get my ass kicked constantly. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm passive, but I'm also, I can also change a tire. <laughs> so Who did, is that from where you grew up? Like being yeah, able to change a tire part? Um, you know, that's just kind of having my dad always like making me do shit. Because I think he was like, he's like, you're too much of an artist. Like you need to learn how to do manly stuff or something I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who were you in who were you in like high school um I was I was a class clown for sure um but I did roll with some thuggy cats um but I also rolled with like comic nerds I, I was a chameleon I guess I just kind of hung out with everybody I needed to to get a little bit of something from every crowd because it was kind of boring to just hang out with one set group of people because I was like into comics, but I was also into like ECE or like shit like that, you know. I, and I, it's funny because I didn't do drugs or anything in high school either. I drank, but I never even touched drugs until after high school, which was really weird. People all the time thought I had teachers pulling me out of class, like, what are you on right now? Your eyes are so dilated. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just fucking high off my own jokes, man. That is so. my like so similar to my I didn't do anything. I mean, I tried pot maybe once or twice in all my high school, but I was a good kid, but I was just class clown and I would get always pulled aside like if you come high to my class again, I'm going to da 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 or I'm going to tell your parents if you smoke marijuana and I was like, I'm not high. I'm just <laughs> funny. <laughs> right, right. That's awesome. <laughs> Did the That's... um art part of school were you always an artist i always have been an artist yes um literally the as far as the legend goes as far as my mom says i've been drawing since i could hold a utensil i do not remember a time when i was not drawing in my life um did it how did your mediums of art change like what was the you were holding a pencil did you always have a sketch pad with you or I, you know, I don't know what I used to draw on as a kid. I'm sure it was just like notebook paper or something. Um, was, I was like obsessed with like Clash of the Titans and all that like stop motion shit in the 80s. So yeah. I would just draw monsters like all the time. That's like all I drew. Um, That's then, awesome. I miss that kind of stuff. It's where, fun. Where it was I almost claymation. Right, right. Yeah, there was so much like time and art, like artistic value that went into those movies and stuff like they, they look cheesy now. You couldn't show like a millennial that and they would like be like blown away like we were. But I, I also feel like there was so much more art to those movies where now everything you watch is just kind of like CGI porn. Like there's like three actors in an empty room with green screens and then they just throw in like dinosaurs and explosions and shit and there's not a plot or anything. Yeah, it does <laughs> like, totally miss some of the energy of it. 
Right. Like, I don't feel like it's, I, I feel like it's all cookie cut. It's all like the same thing over and over. I liked which... the original Clash of the Titans way more than the remake. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Although, so I, <laughs> this is kind of funny. I was terrified to draw boobs until I was my, I had an art teacher in high school that like forced me to do it. And I couldn't think of why that was. And then I just had a flash of a memory. I would draw Medusa all the time and I would draw her correct. Cause like in the film, she kind of has like naked breasts, but like not completely. So I probably saw the rest in my head from my dad's playboys or something. Mm -hmm. But I, I drew, when I was like four years old, I drew Medusa with like boobs and my mom like scolded the shit out of me and it like traumatized me. So I didn't draw boobs. It always ruined like the 20. drawing of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> boobs so it's, it's and marijuana. You were yeah. drawing Medusa's boobs, smoking a joint and your mom right. walked in and it traumatized <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what have I done? <laughs> Who's raising this demon? Being like an artist, was your dad like super masculine? And so he was like, or faggot son drawing. You need to get like, come change this tire. Or was no, it? You know, not really. No, it wasn't like that, like cliche Texas dad or anything like because that's the thing. He grew... Is that where you grew up, Texas? No, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but like the, the cliche Texas dad, it's like, you got to play football. And yeah. like, you better <laughs> be nailing like... a girl by the time you're 15 or fucking you're out of this house, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but no, he's he's like a man's man. But he I grew up on Zappa, Pink Floyd, Vonnegut. Um like Terry Gilliam, Monty Python, and sh and then he like wonders why I'm not normal. I'm like, dude, this is your fault. Zappa's like, one of the OG conspiracy theorists. Absolutely. If you ever hear him start to get down about anything, you're like, oh, they killed him. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing too. Like I'll bring up stuff like taxes and like you know not having to pay taxes, and he's like, yeah, I've I've kind of heard of that, um, but like you know, they'll put you in jail anyway. Like, so he's like on the cusp. He kind of knows there's like a lot of like the very, very like tippy, tippy top of like conspiracy. Like he, he'll entertain it. But when I like start talking about 9-11 or something, he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But and then sometimes he's like, I don't know, sometimes years later, it'll be like he's heard it. And we were like driving one day and he's like, man, they're spraying pretty hard today. And I'm like, wait, what? you were the one calling me like fucking crazy five years ago. And now you're saying it. So I don't know if it's like his way of trying to bond with me or if he's like, actually maybe he has a friend where he works. That's like kind of into some shit, like showed him Frankenskies or something. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that yet. I know everybody, um, especially in like the click of um, conspiracy, uh, they all say it's amazing. Like it's really well done. I, I honestly, I haven't seen it either. But I know of its existence because I, I watched, what was it? What in the world are they spraying? The the very, the older one. I don't even remember who directed it. Um, but I feel bad because being kind of a, I'm not a friend of Matt's, but that that lady that I live with knows him. So I feel bad even admitting that I haven't watched it yet. But. And he's going to be speaking at Manifest in uh, Oregon, the festival. Um, Absolutely. Trusilla, I know they're a part of it too. I'll I'll throw all that in now. I haven't watched it yet either, but now we both should watch it, and Absolutely. everybody else out there should go watch Frankenskies. <laughs> I agree, and and that's the thing. Like sometimes I don't, I'm not like caught up on stuff because I kind of feel like I, I mean, like I've been looking into this for like 17 years, like chemtrails themselves for like 17 years. So I'm like, I don't really know 
if I need to watch it, but I should anyway, just to support. Yeah. Um, Cause there's probably, there's always something, there's always something that I overlooked or forgot. Yeah. In the past time, you know. So you've been um, looking into stuff forever. For a very long time. Um, one of my friends, his cousin is in the rap group, Goody Mob. And they made a song, Cell Therapy, in like 95 or something. But before that... Before you go further, I have to tell you the other thing, too. I, in high school, my first tape, this dates me a little bit, but it was like a, you know, bootleg tape from somebody else. And it was Easy E, Easy Does It. Oh, And so when you said Easy E, I was like, oh, sweet spot in my heart. Nobody move, nobody get hurt. Right. Amazing. (laughs) So amazing. I don't know how many times my mom threw that tape away because my babysitter would dub it for me and she would catch me listening to it. And then I can tell she's like, what the fuck is my 11 year old listening (laughs) to Easy E for? And like would throw it away. And then a week later, I'd have it again. She's just it was just a weird, repetitive thing. A nice little fight. Okay, goody mob. Go, go, go. So, so yeah. So they um, they basically got their hands on Behold a Pale Horse by William Cooper. And so he was talking to my friend who was his cousin and told him about this book. So we went to Boulder to find this book because um, we couldn't find it anywhere. And then we knew that there was like kind of weirder shit in Boulder because back when like hippies were kind of like what they were supposed to be and not like woke um, they had shit like that. And so we were reading back like, when hippies were anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what fucking planet am I on right now? Um, so, yeah, we read like that. And I like back then I was kind of more just into like UFOs and like the X-Files type shit. And I was like, man, like the government's kind of crazy. Um, and even like 9-11, I remember kind of some of my friends like right away were like, this is bullshit. I'm like, you're crazy, dude. That's so crazy. Like I saw it. I saw it on TV. Like it's real. And it took like almost like six months of them just like beating me over the head. Like, dude, you know, all this other stuff, like, why would you not believe the government would fucking do something like that? Or not even the government, the powers that be. And then it finally like hit me. And then, then with the internet, it just went into a fucking spiral of looking into everything um, way too deep way too deep way too deep <laughs> that's why it's like did you find spirituality from conspiracy or did you yeah. always kind of have it i would say i kind of did because before that we were really really me and two of my really good friends were like super christian which was weird because they were kind of like gangsters which like <laughs> like that's kind of in direct conflict like we were like go out and like do some wild shit, but then also like tell people they needed God and stuff. Are you hearing these, these notifications? No. Okay. Sorry. No, no worries. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Um, so yeah, I would say I, I've always been kind of spiritual. I was a really, like I said, a really sickly kid and I would have, I mean, I would say I even remember like past life stuff when I was really little, I'd like wake my mom up and be like, where was I? that like place with the dirt floors and it was like we didn't have cars and all we had was horses and she's like okay dude like go draw or something um so i always kind of knew there was something bigger um than just just necessarily like christianity itself like you weren't completely rinsed or something like when you came into this life they didn't rent like you didn't have the proper reset or something i I think so because i've always kind of looked at life as kind of a joke too like 
not necessarily something to be reckless about, but something that I didn't really, didn't really think was that serious, you know, like, like I would do some of my schoolwork, but I'm like, what is this, <laughs> what does this matter? Like just how some people really fall into the construct of everything. And they're like, you got to do this. You got to do that. This is like why life is the way it is. And I'm like, well, why though? Like, it kind of doesn't really make sense. So we're just going to like go to school and get jobs and like retire and die. That seems kind of boring. Like, like you already saw the silliness, like the repetitive hamster wheel. They were already trying to, I was good. I did everything I was supposed to in the social construct of school. Right. I just did not give a fuck. I wasn't going to do homework. I, it's just like, <laughs> you weren't going to have me. It felt like a salary job where right. nope, you're not going to have me when I'm at home. Like right. I refuse to do my work. It was like, I already <laughs> solved like, if it's that important, then make me do it here. Right. Like, <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I would, I'd run home and like throw, I would throw my books under the couch I remember that because for some reason in my head, I was like, if my work is hidden, like I don't have to do it. <laughs> like, like they, my parents aren't smart enough to know. They'll like go looking. And once they see there's no books here, clearly I have no homework or whatever. Um, yeah, it's it really weird because I did like school a lot, but mostly for the social aspects and to like sit in the back of the class and like doodle and stuff. Doodle um, and make people laugh. Did you do ever like right. comics? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like mostly... Edgar the farting bird was a hit in my middle school. It was, <laughs> it was just a, a bird that like farted on villains and killed them with his noxious gas and um, stuff like that. But it was, it was all class clown. And then I, I tried to actually make a real comic, but it was just bullshit. Basically it was like the, it was just like a copy of like Punisher. It was teenage angst. Basically I'm like, everything is violence. Like this whole comic is just my guy is going to like shoot people. And he had like a Kevlar outfit that was all bulletproof. But for some reason, he was so cool. He had like his flat top sticking out of the top. And that was just the way I drew him. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. That guy would die right away. Like He didn't have exposed. any superpowers. He just had a no. rad suit. Yeah, just a rad suit and like a Lexus, I think. <laughs> and a, and a, a, a Mulder um, trench coat. Cause it just looked cool. Basically I was copying my friend. I've he was written comments. a few superheroes in my life. And the number one thing that I could never, I, they can't be invincible. They can't. Yeah. It's like the super power. It's like, um, writing a whole good script or a really crazy script and you can't come up with the ending. So you're like, and then they woke up from the dream and you're like, fuck <laughs> that noise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about like, and then they found out they were invincible. I'm like, no, right. no. It's so boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. You got to make something a good superpower that they have to also battle with. Somehow right. it has to be the like, it could also kill people, but then they use it responsibly. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Otherwise, it's just way too boring. Like, Did you ever get into Heroes? The show? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I And I feel like it was pretty good. And then they realized that people were tuning in and they're like, how do we draw this out and make it really long and boring? Um, just to like make more ad revenue because I, I thought it was amazing. I thought that first year of it was like one of the better shows I'd ever seen on TV. I still, one of my little mantras for things, even with certain people is save the cheerleader, save the world. 
Right. So the cheer- Cause I'm like, that could just be the cheerleader. If you save the one cheerleader, what if that's the cheerleader? And then we save the whole world. Um, right. Sometimes it's just, sometimes I'm like, am I the cheerleader? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, I did like it. It did have like a pretty good philosophical aspect. And that's what I feel like. It just kind of fell flat. Like it, it started out like it could be so good. And I'm like waiting for like this other shoe to drop and like make it like just mind blowing. Like the, like the first M Shyamalan's and stuff where you're like, wow, like what a twist or whatever before he was like, really. Did you get into unbreakable? And I did like unbreakable. I never saw the other ones though. I think Um, you should watch them split. I didn't even know it was part of unbreakable at all, which I really enjoyed the whole, cause I love a good, like connection to things. And then I remembered the whole superhero aspect of unbreakable. And I like just anyone creating a superhero, um, anyone, especially if it's hidden in a real movie and which he kind of did. Everyone always said the dark Knight, like this is the first real life superhero movie. No, unbreakable was. Absolutely. And, uh, then, uh, the split was great and had to be done. So Mr. Glass would work. Okay. But it's so good. It, it actually, I don't know. It, I'm sure there's a ton of holes in it, but I definitely, uh, for the superhero of it all. And I always <clears throat> was under, if you build the best villain and really take time for people to fall in love with your villain before you make them a villain, your right. superhero is easy to create. True. True. That's a good point. That's, That's why really the Joker's the best. The Joker's yeah. a better villain than Lex Luthor. Absolutely. And that's absolutely. why Batman's kind of, to me, a better hero than Superman. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because <laughs> that's, that's like kind of the wild thing, too. That's what I was trying to tell my buddy. Because I, for years, um, I hated DC Comics. I was like a Marvel kid. I was like, X-Men or nothing. And I always thought DC Comics were like so cheesy. But then I started getting into DC because of the animated movies and stuff. And Batman... Like the thing about Batman that's wild is all these superheroes, all the Justice League are like scared to death of him because he's a fucking genius and he has like a way to kill them all. Like he has contingency plans that he's already thought of on how to like take them all out, which is also a funny troll um, with like comic forums and stuff is like Batman can beat anybody because it like pisses people off. But as a reader, he's the only human and he's like the most powerful person. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Actually, I take some weird writing, although he is like the poster child of like PTSD gone fucking wacky. But yeah, I like I like the, his humanness. Um, and I think in a weird way, he's the opposite of the Superman Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor's just a billionaire. Right. He, he's just right. The, the maniacal villain with that just happens to have a ton of money. So it makes kind of that a boring villainness where um, it's and then Superman has all these powers and then like, I'm all good. All nothing right. can matter. Everything. I'm just good. And whereas the Joker has nothing except he doesn't give a fuck. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to show everyone that like fucking nothing matters. Nothing. nothing I don't matters. give a fuck. <laughs> right. Which I think it's something I've come to the terms of in the last like two weeks is the I don't give a fuck is a huge step of spiritual awakening. Very true. Very true. I agree 100%. I, and that's, it's, it's hard to explain to people who are like kind of normal because you're like, I'm not saying be reckless and like fuck everything and like go out and do fucking heroin and like 
get AIDS and shit or whatever. But what I'm saying is none of this shit you're all worked up about matters. All this like fear, like being trapped in your house because there's this fucking virus that might kill you if you're 90 and obese and like whatever it's, I don't know. It's just so strange. Some of the smartest people I've known, I've seen just wither into just husks of who they were, which is sad. Like, and, and it was actually before COVID, it was like the Trump derangement shit just mm-hmm. like whittled them down. Or some of my friends like worshiped, like worship Trump. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's just as fucking weird. I like agree. you're both weird. Like, um, but yeah, like when I'm just like, dude, like you're going to stay locked in your house, be so freaked out. The only thing that you think is going to save you is a vaccine. Like what happened to your fucking brain? Um, so like, I try to explain that, you know, I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm okay with, if I, if I just so happen to get this weird virus that I don't even know exists or not, and it fucking kills me. Oh, well, like I live pretty well. Um, I had a lot of fun. I've got, I'm leaving some art and music behind so I could pretend like I'm somehow like eternal <laughs> or somewhat if I, if I like give a fuck about a legacy, but that doesn't really matter either. Um, so it's it's hard to explain that to people without sounding like you're like reckless, you know, like, but it is, it's the ultimate power really to just be like, I don't really give a fuck about any of this. I'm not going to listen to Rachel Maddow or like Tucker Carlson and like, just get all ramped up over politics and like be fucking scared under the covers because the boogeyman's coming, whether the boogeyman is like, I don't know, Trump, Biden or the fucking coronavirus or even even the the new world order like really because yeah. i'm like you can't have my soul like yeah. you can fuck me six ways to sunday you could throw me in a fema camp tomorrow and like you still can't have my soul like good luck with that shit that's how i'm at the point with the fema camps of it all and even how you were like i've been looking at this so long even kim trails you know even what am i going to watch about kim trails that i haven't seen what am i going to watch about 911 anymore right. that you haven't what i'm like show me something about sandy hook i might be curious now because they ripped that shit all down and alex jones had something to do with it this is when i knew he was like what did alex just do with sandy hook he wasn't even like he did a couple videos with it but it was like by the time sandy hook came out everybody like not everybody but the woke contingent of woke people online and other people doing what alex jones used to be the only one doing there was a lot of people doing it and so when he kind of owned it like it was him and then just to get everything pulled off i was like huh this is weird right it was like they were gonna make alex jones so dangerous and make everyone hate alex jones kind of what they did with trump so that way when they took us all offline they would say, yeah. see, look at these bad people. Right. You like it. They, you like that they're gone. They're talking about anti-Semitic stuff. They're racist. <laughs> right. Right. The, the mental fuckery is genius. Like, I have to step back and just kind of be like, wow, dude, like, you guys are masters at scrambling people's fucking brains. Like, masters of it. Even like, yeah, Alex Jones. I remember kind of thinking, like, right when Trump was like just starting to run and stuff. I was like, Oh, like now Alex Jones can make his like, like Obama deception on Trump or whatever. And he's going to expose Trump for like the piece of shit he is. But then like, I was like, cause I hadn't listened to him in for probably five or six years at that point. And I like turned him on and he was just like, 
Trump's going to be like the greatest president, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm like, holy shit, what happened to this guy? And then like the Sandy, like after the Sandy Hook thing, or maybe it was like after the Trump part. But the, yeah, between him sucking Trump's balls and the Sandy Hook thing, I was like, dude, he's such a shit. And that kind of hurt because he's one of the first people I watched like um, back like before the internet was big, big. Like my buddy had VHSs and stuff of like, texas public access of like alex jones i was like this dude's pretty cool you know and like david ike books and like shit like that so it was kind of weird even like in 05 06 my buddy's like dude don't why are you listening to alex jones dude he's a shill and i'm like no like he's not paid opposition no way and now i'm just like wow i was dumb he's like part of their revelation of the method because i still believe when he goes on like joe rogan He's still saying the realest shit out there, but Joe just gets him drunk on a half bottle of whiskey first. So when he's like, there's interdimensional space demons that want to eat your children. That's probably the realest shit you heard this whole lifetime. Right, right. No, absolutely. And that's that's like the beautiful trick about all of it. Like they'll throw some real shit in Hollywood movies. They'll throw some real shit in like that, like Joe Rogan and Alex Jones or you know, like even some mainstream heads might say some real shit from time to time, but they like mix it in with like crazy shit as well or extremist views like shit. Farrakhan will say some real ass shit sometimes. And you're like, holy fuck, dude, this guy is like on point. And then he like says another sentence and you're like, wow, this guy is fucked up. Um, so it's weird. They do do that. They do tend to like just how they mixed everything together, too. And they jumbled the whole truth community with like the flat earth. Like all this shit, reptilians, like all this stuff that like, who knows? It could be, it might not be real, but you mix that in with like, there's no law requiring you to pay federal income tax and anything like that is seen as, oh, well, that guy believes in fucking lizard Crazy. people. So, yeah, exactly. Like Kim Trails. Uh, yep. I saw that on X-Files. So that's, uh, that's where he got that, that dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I think they do... Even the outland, the stuff that in our logic seems outlandish. So if I say Game of Thrones and I say an ice wall and I say dragons and I say family bloodlines and I say um, ancient tree people and whatever these kooky things are, I think that shit might be real too. And that's why they mix it all in this weird fiction for us. There's things like I just can't get over the fact that dragons are written about in every uh ancient history book you can find dinosaurs aren't written about anywhere right but we believe in these dinosaurs that i'm more likely to believe that there was super large chickens once than (laughs) i am to believe that there was t-rex running around and people are like cheney there is bones of t-rex i'm like there is plaster cast some things i just can't you cannot find a femur bone and just draw a dinosaur around it that's literally what if you really look into how they create and then saber-toothed tigers aren't dinosaurs. Mastodons aren't dinosaurs. They're closer to us in timelines than they were dinosaurs. So this, the, where the dinosaurs lay and how they find one tooth of things and this isn't this. And they're like, oh, by the way, these dinosaurs weren't even real. Here's the sound dinosaurs made. Here's the, there's just so much of science that is so much like religion. You just have to have faith in it. Like, here's the crust core mantle of our planet. The sun is 90 million miles away. This is what a black hole is. 
How <laughs> do we know? How could you possibly, if you're telling me a black hole is where everything sucked into to a singularity point, how are we getting fucking close enough that our, you're getting any reading back from a satellite that was sent out that was older than you and I put together? Right. You know, you know, it's right. like built out of tinfoil in the 70s and now it's at the edge of a black hole sending back zeros and ones <laughs> to your computer that I can't even get a phone call in parts of my town still, you know, and Nixon called the moon. Yeah, There's just right. things that I'm like, our parents, when I want to be mad at the whole baby boomers and just be like, look at what you guys fucking did to us, man. You just voted away our country. You did all this. But I'm like, I'm not even mad at you guys. They gave you a bunch of acid. They traumatized you by taking away all your fake fucking leaders from JFK, RFK, MLK, Malcolm X. Like they just slaughtered your, took away uh, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, like the whole, they just slaughtered any, everyone that mattered to you guys and gave you all a bunch to drugs which is all mk ultra mind control they just did it to a whole generation and then you guys are so dumb you believed your president talked to the moon on a on a landline okay <laughs> all right. right i'm not even mad anymore baby boomers you're just more brainwashed than the gen xers i there's something about gen xers in between this ever you know why and millennials and everyone likes to jump on and argue but something about Gen X right in the middle, like this little latchkey kids that still played outside, these little right. kids that were like all these computers were all given to us. Way We learned how to use these computers better than the government that gave them to us. Right. They were like our parents. <laughs> Absolutely. Because all of our parents were forced out of the house because they were like, we got to pay for our credit cards. We got to pay right. for our credit cards. <laughs> No, that is so fucking well put. And it is, it's so strange that it's like this generation, like our generation that seems to be the only people that aren't just caught in just straight fucking brainwashed, like mindsets. And I, I don't even get it. Like with my folks, I'm like, you guys saw JF fucking K. Like you literally experienced that shit. But I'm like, maybe they didn't really know it was a conspiracy until like later on. And like, but I, I, I just don't get I mean, even like the dinosaur thing, that was something that kind of fucked me up when I was like nine, eight or nine years old. They were like, well, actually, we found out that the Stegosaurus's tail was actually probably a bit higher than we originally had thought and this and that. And then I was like, well, wait, what? So you guys don't even know this shit? Like, you'd, and I remember we went to the dinosaur, there was something in Utah with like a, an exposed dig and they were all plaster castings. And I was like, well, where's the real bones? And they're like, well, they're all in the Smithsonian. And I'm like, so wait, all these dinosaurs, like I've been like in love with as a kid, all these dinosaur bones at the Denver Museum are like just plastic. Faith. Like, have faith. They're real. Yeah, We have right. the real ones. And it's the weirdest religion. And it pisses these science groups off. That was like a thing, a thing I did for a little while was go into the science groups because they have shifted just the last year. They're just completely just fauci fucking cock sucking like no actual it's all religion it's just faith-based they were like putting up posts about how like three-year-olds without masks on planes are gonna like kill everybody and i'm like you guys are fucking crazy like you're out something of your happened too in our society where education um it, th there's truth mixed into everything the same as our news the same as our tv show but something happened where our degrees gave us this false bravado of being quote unquote smart and 
quote unquote intelligent, but we have no real knowledge anymore. We right. just became good regurgitators. No one questioned why, because if you questioned why somewhere in our society, you were the dumb one. Everybody else in this class just got it. We're all on enough Adderall to fucking run to Minnesota <laughs> and back. And we all understand what the professor's talking about. Will you just write your notes quicker and stop asking why? Because your whatever your why is, isn't going to be on the test. So right. it's like somewhere your why became annoying to everyone and you had to sit on the side of the class or go to the dean's office or you know whatever it was but you weren't regurgitating it yeah and that's what it's like we've become a society of all the nurses all the doctors not i won't say all the lawyers because they all know the real laws they know the loopholes accountants know loopholes they know laws (laughs) they know these things but it's like all the people that are deciding on our medicine right now they're all super regurgitators in a field that will legitimately tell you every 10 years they've been so wrong. Millions of people died by what they've practiced the decade before it. Everyone will tell you all the vaccines that are out there and the millions of people that have fucking died. And most of the case, I would say probably all the cases, even polio and mumps and whatever they want to pick, they spread the virus before they quote unquote cured the illness. Right. So it's like all their vaccines are garbage. Um, aborted fetal cells, animal, like it's just an animal disease doesn't jump to a human unless you have animal DNA in your body. So let's put animal DNA. I question how much of our self we're feeling our sexualities. Like if you're giving a mother vaccines, why a baby's in utero with aborted fetal cells of a different sexed baby inside of it, what are you doing to the baby while it's still growing in utero? Like the amount of question and then heavy metals were conductive energy and we're putting unprecious metals into our fucking philosopher's stone of a body. And that's not supposed to be there at all like it's every single one of the vaccines has more deaths than every single one of the diseases it's supposed to be curing but we're not even allowed to say it we're only allowed to talk about this one cheney well this one's changing the rna blah 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 our mrna and this is dna change no all of them all of them are DNA changing. Right. All of them. Are. Th- this one, you might have found some one piece of paper that makes it different. But if you're putting animal fucking DNA in you and other human DNA in you, you're changing your fucking DNA. You're a G. I call it a GMH now, a genetically modified human. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that's the weird thing, too, is like all these people now. Somehow within six months, half the people I know have become fucking mRNA experts. And I'm like, I'm like, you're just literally regurg, you're doing exactly what you did for education. You're literally regurgitating what fucking, probably not even an expert. It was probably Jimmy Fallon told you on late night TV. And that was like your understanding of, oh, everything about this is safe. And it's like, fine. And this and that. And, And I also like wonder, like with experts, they don't really seem to know much of fucking anything other than what they're regurgitating. So I'm I wonder if the bloodlines, like, <laughs> this is a weird theory, but I was like, have the bloodlines that run everything inbred so much that now their offspring are actually like kind of fucked up and retarded. And this isn't even really a plan anymore. Like it was kind of a plan, but now it's just fucking chaos. Like they don't actually know exactly what they're doing with like all these injections and messing with the DNA and RNA and all that stuff. Like it's just gotten to the point where they're just like, agents of chaos because they're half retarded 
because like, I their see plans like, so ridiculous that like people like us have been screaming New World Order for too long on the internet. So now that it's playing out, even the most common person is like, I don't want to mark of the beast if that's right, what you're asking. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're like, I don't even right. believe in the Bible, but this is looking a little too mark of the beastie. <laughs> right. No, and it is. And it's so weird too. Like, like I have some buddies who are like, I don't know. They're they're good guys. I'm not gonna like slander them too hard, but they they got into the QAnon shit a little bit, and um, so they've known that I've been into conspiracies for 20 years, and now they're kind of like, yeah, I'm like finally starting to see it. Like, dude, have you read Q? And I'm like, yeah, I started listening to Q in like 2017 as like entertainment. Like, that's neat. Like, I don't know how weird the world would be if like, or how like fucked up the universe's sense of humor would be if like Trump was our savior because that doesn't seem like that's the case but they were like buying it hook line and sinker the only cool thing about it is they were like now open to discuss like 9-11 or like yeah. other shit but i'm like well that was at a cocaine party in 2005 i don't really think we need to like go back to that discussion but i'll happily entertain you for a little while but like remember what you were calling me then like now you're on board because when I first met all the Q kids, I wanted to slit their throats. I everything <laughs> they would bring to me or talk about, I would be like, this isn't Q. This right. has been everything from Pizzagate to 9-11 to talking about Sandy Hook to Bloodlines to Princess Diana to JFK Jr.'s murder to I'd be like, this is not Q. Right. This is a conspiracy. Like it would almost insult me in a way. Like you don't know how long me and my friends have been looking into this <laughs> shit. Like I don't just some blanket post. And some of the posts I would just look at and be like, oh, I could send you 10 things right now. Like I would just read it. Right. The thing I will give them tons of credit for is actually knowing key fucking players in our political system from congressmen, senators, um, knowing who like um, that, what the secretary of fucking state does, what the speaker of the house does, who, wh right. what these bills, like what this impeachment actually means here and where it has to actually go through and what our attorney general is different than the FBI, different than the CIA. There's things of like their detailed in the education of it all, of what they were kind of um, doing and learning. I kind of, for I just woke up spiritually. I feel like I had been searching for that my whole life, but kind of just had it hit me in the last, like, October of last year. Really just, like, a wall. And I went to D.C., like, on the 6th of January, which was, like, nice. a whole nother thing added to that but I spiritually felt like because I was logically and emotionally ready for it that when it all hit me it was like here it is I hope you're ready for it that's kind of it was it shattered my whole fucking world like I'm so gl glad I had a support system around me to kind of like oh my god I would have gotten Baker acted or something you know right <laughs> um, I kind of it took me somewhere into 2020 of being like trapped in a cell of my own and with all this knowledge and getting taken down offline and like, okay, 
if this knowledge has to get out there, I need to start talking to these kids that are asking me these questions and do it kind. And I'm so glad my energy for them changed in a way because I felt like spiritually that happened to me right afterward where I was talking to people like Lindsay and I was just in my little logic brain of knowing all the stuff I knew about conspiracies and all these people talk about their tarot or their oracles or shit that I was like whatever woo woo right I had no idea what was coming for me and so it was like that is kind of how I looked at the anons they were waking up to the conspiracies that I had 20 years to get to know about and they literally some people I can't believe the conversations I can have with some people that they woke up fucking a year ago and I'm like you know about like uh the black nobility you know about saturn you know about like it's some of the stuff that's next level where i'm like it took conspiracy theorists over a decade to yeah. ever get past the zionists like of it all so when i hear <laughs> there's certain trigger words i hear when i hear people say zionists jesuits certain things that i'm like Brr. not because it's not true but it's just because it's such a small piece of the puzzle it's like oh you're going to be digging down there for three years and then you'll get to the house of sod and then you'll get to the catholic church and then you'll go <laughs> you'll have to go into the whole chinese of it all because no one ever talks about any of that in conspiracy is the whole right. far east of it all and anyway it's like that's how I felt about spirituality. And I've had so many people be so kind to me of like, I think I have these psychic powers. And they're like, yes, that's your heart chakra opening up. And you already had your, like, and they're just all comfortable (laughs) with it. And I'm like, so um, I walk into a room and I feel everyone's energy. And they're like, yep, that's your empathy. You know, like (laughs) things that other people are, but that's how I felt with conspiracy that I'm like, oh, it's up to me to like I have all the breadcrumbs this is why I've been learning it I'm a professor of facts and truth and I don't have any um I'm not set in or because I know the Clintons are as bad as the Bushes right you know like I don't have a political agenda so that's where I try I think the Q kids I like them the most out of all. I'm red-pilled over everyone. I think they have the best heart. I think they really they're patriots for wherever their country is wherever their country is they like they fight for the ideals of the country, but I think most of them back the Constitution wherever their country is. Like, yeah. it just as a document. They're like, this needs to exist everywhere for everyone. Like, you have your right to bear arms to protect your freedom of speech. Like, you know, kind of shit. And so there is something about their education. They've educated me on what it means to be an American a little bit. And I feel like... I was a black pill when I met him and yeah. I had, I had no, I'm like, whatever, this is the new world order. Like get, get ready. We're all going to FEMA camps. I saw the coffins ordered a decade ago, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yep. now I'm kind of in this place of like, to me, because of how much I know about the new world order and agenda 201 or agenda 2020 or agenda 2030 or whatever name they've put on it. Right. It's not going to plan. Even down to their pop in the ocean, they were like, this is the Hades portal. <laughs> like the locusts, <laughs> the the war hornets, the 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 Beirut bombing, the Soleimani. Like nothing's going according to plan. So something, and it could just be us because I do think it's a spiritual war. Yeah. But I'm like, I never saw people believe in anything before collectively that wasn't a religion that right. like they did Q. So a lot of people that are deeper past all the JFK Jr. of it all, that aren't the people that are like, JFK Jr. is alive. They think 
the cue of it all is the quantum point in time we decided to all collectively remember. And so it's the quantum computing of it all that if there ever is a quantum computer, it almost makes time travel existent because a time, a quantum computer could talk to the quantum computer of itself in the future. So it, it, it lays this layer on top of itself that if humanity actually need to roll it all backward, is that some people like the coolest idea of it all would be if Q is just the quantum computer, like of that it. would be that it, would it, be you know so. <laughs> absolutely no that, and and that is I think that's correct like I honestly think their their plans always fail and even like nine eleven supposedly the ritual failed like they were supposed to have different targets and it was like a whole ritualistic aspect and there was a lot fewer people that were awake to shit going on back then now there's so many people and i think they're just pushing their shit too fast they're way too hasty and people are just seeing through it and i think that there's like a component they have not considered which is the spiritual like the the mass collective of spiritual energy um that is beyond politics and all that shit. Like it's just people that are good and it's throwing a monkey wrench into all of their bullshit. Like, cause you'll see stuff come out and they have to like change it two weeks later and they, they have to change and course correct within two, three weeks of like an, making an announcement or something. Or now, now it's the Delta variant. Now they're going to scare everybody to death with the Delta variant. And I'm like, I don't know, man, even the most normie people like my folks are like, man, we don't give a shit about the Delta variant. And they were scared (laughs) as fuck for like six months, you know, and like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like you guys are playing your hand too fast and you're you're all of your spokespeople are fucking idiots. I don't know who's still like who's hanging on to every last word of Pelosi or McConnell like, man, this guy and this gal, they're they're really looking out for me. You know, I think everybody's just. I think it kind of backfired to shut everything down too. I think, and then making everybody kind of question their mortality and like what's important. I yeah. think a lot more people woke up, uh, maybe not to whatever, I don't know. Like it'd be weird to have like the Olympic levels of like, who's the most the conspiracy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Who's the most conspiracy knowledge um, of us all. But I think even just on the slightest level of people having that spiritual, I don't give a fuck. Um, has thrown a big monkey wrench into their plans. And I don't really know. I don't really, I mean, there was a point in time, maybe 10 years ago, I kind of like feared them or like what could happen. But now I'm just like, I don't know. This shit is comedy almost. Like I almost like just watching the current events to just be like, who the fuck is buying this? Like, I don't even believe anybody's buying it. I think most of the comment sections on Twitter and Facebook is AI. Like, I don't even think, you know, like I'll sit there and I'll be arguing with people and I'm like, you know what? I don't think this is a person <laughs> like, and I'll be like hella into it too. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. You know, I got to like wake this person up or whatever. They say and- this shit to you. This is how I know it's a bot. You don't have to go and be insulting. I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Right. And I'm like, what? I-, I did not. I reread my comment back. I'm like, I didn't say like, I get confused. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause that's how I always, I have always conducted myself with logic and, um i don't get emotional like if i'm arguing online or whatever i will not go to insults i won't go like i'm like look dude this is where you're wrong and i'll like you know lay out my points or whatever and i'm not trying to change anybody's anybody's mind i'm always just trying to devil's advocate that's like all i do with everything with online shit because i'm like dude stop looking 
at just your echo chamber. I do that in my own head. That's how I yeah. am. The oh, second yeah. I settle in on a thing, uh, I'm like, for the, the Alex Jones Trump of it all. I remember when Alex was pushing him because I was already thinking Alex was a shill at those days and I kind of couldn't stand Joe Rogan. And so when I saw that all clustering together, um, <laughs> I just thought, they're just putting Trump in so Hillary wins and walks in easy breezy beautiful cover girl and I just was like that night I I knew Trump was going to win the Republican side the second they put him in the second they said I'm like nobody else is likable he they just put a popular kid in a like they just put the one popular kid in like that from Hollywood in the popular kid from ugly DC like right. Trump's going to win um but I just thought he Hillary was going to the same thing that just happened with the fake stolen elections at the Dominion machines with Biden. That's right. what I thought that Hillary was going to do. And right. so I thought, Oh, it's oh, if Hillary's in there, new world order. I thought right. it was over. I was about to expat myself, but even in my idea of then, I just thought America was the worst, worst. It was like the tip of the evil spear. And if I could just get out of America, everything would be fine. Right. I, now watching all this go down over 20 this was my naivete of the new world order i had no idea they'd be able to do it i thought there'd be places on this fucking planet i did not think it'd be florida standing strong i didn't i just thought florida would be like too old like too yeah like we just right. have too many old people i didn't know that floridians were going to be like go ahead and try me i didn't know we'd be the texas I didn't know yeah. we'd be the Jamaica. I didn't know we'd be the, it just, there's been so many communities across this whole world that I just thought had a lot more fucking fight than lazy ass Floridians. But Floridians right. were like, you are not going to take away my sunshine. <laughs> it's it's all, yeah, it's all been so strange because even in 2019, I was kind of like, well, fuck, they're like running pretty late on this, like fucking agenda 21 starting in 2020 thing. Like, Maybe it got thwarted, like like so many other things, like that were supposed to happen, like the North American Union. You're like maybe JFK Jr. is alive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> maybe those Q motherfuckers were right. <laughs> I got a big old belly tattoo. It's just a Q now. <laughs> That's it around. <laughs> it's just a line from your belly button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty wild. And if honestly, Florida was fucking awesome when we visited, but we visited in the fall. Otherwise, I think I'd move there, but I, I think I would die with the humidity being a Colorado boy. Like, there is no humidity here. And, I love Colorado. My family, my other half, I would say, of my family is in Colorado. It's like oh, Florida okay. and Colorado. Yeah, like Littleton outside okay. Denver. Awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, you know, absolutely. the um, occasional Boulder trips in my hippie youth of just... Uh, yeah. When Boulder was Boulder. Back when hippies meant something. Back when hippies were yeah. anti-vax. <laughs> yeah, it's like the weirdest thing now, too. Like all these, uh, I mean, like just the left, I'll just call them the left. Seeing them being like all like fucking Western meds and like anti-nutrition and you don't have an immune system. I'm like, what the fuck? You are the guys who were selling me like doTERRA oils like just three years ago talking about essential oils would like save my life and like, don't go to the doctor. And now all of a sudden you're fucking pro That's the and I'm same like, way I feel about, um, the, my, the gay men community. Um, they are all liberal 
And I thought they would be the ones that would remember what a demon Fauci was. If anyone remembered, I thought the few remaining gay men that survived that genocide would be like, oh, he is the biggest villain to right. gay men. Like, he's Fauci. Like, I thought they'd remember. I didn't think it'd be like, it should be gay men 20 years older than me that have that guy's name over every other name seared in their head. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I, like, I can't believe that shit. Like, like, I can't believe I have a short memory span, mostly because of marijuana. And um, just I'm, I've always been kind of flighty. But like to watch people's memory span be so like everyone, everyone I used to count on to have brains. Like I used to be like pretty much I could count on everyone else to be like the smart ones. And I could just kind of drift through or whatever or like like not have to worry about memory and whatnot because someone would be like yeah i remember that like nobody remembers shit from five months ago and they can just flip-flop stuff and and it's the weirdest thing to see because very few things irk the shit out of me but hypocrisy like drives me up a fucking wall and people don't even remember what they were for two months ago because they can just be flipped that quickly that quick that's where i'm scary like it's freaky the news uh with the it's incensing me as a Floridian, as just so many. This building that collapsed in Miami, right, is a false flag. Everything about it. Buildings in Miami built in the eighties in Miami Beach. Guess what, you guys? There's been hurricanes in Florida for always. Guess where yeah. every single fucking place in the entire world would build their structures around if they were had storms coming around, like Florida builds their buildings. Florida right. builds better buildings for to hold up against 200 mile an hour winds. Right. Was right. This not the standards were not as high in the 80s as they are right now, but they were right. still high. There's yeah. other things. A building never builds ever in the history of buildings and connects its port and part of its structure to its pool deck. That doesn't happen. It's like things that they're just trying to convince us of. You know what? Number one thing that doesn't happen, though, take away all that. Let's say this building, half of it, let's say half this building fell into its fucking footprint. Um, you know what never happens when you're digging for bodies or want to make sure a crime scene or trying to see what really happened to the structure to bring it down? You don't bring down the other half of the building on top of it. Right. You don't fucking right. ever do that unless right. you're trying to get rid of the crime scene. But they're blaming it on because there's a storm coming, a storm coming. You mean the storm that just went over Jamaica that I talked to my friends in Jamaica all in Kingston, all in Ocho, all over Jamaica, the entire time they never lost one lick of power. No shit. I lost power <laughs> in Florida last night just in an afternoon thunderstorm. Like the shit that Florida puts up with on a reg is insane to what happens in the weather here. That building did not, f this isn't a third world country. Right. It's just, it's such a miss. Even the way they wanted Trump to cancel that rally. They first tried to blame it on the storm and then the the building collapse. It's just, there's just, it's so it's, fishy. And that's the weirdest, uh, like the most, the weirdest fucking anomaly about that man is how much they seem to fucking hate them. Makes me want to think, makes me want to think that he's like somehow not in the club. And it, it, it pisses me off that I even think that shit. But it's like because man, you like know too much. I can't tell you my own. It was like I wanted to break up with myself when I had this whole <laughs> like 
like if you would have told me that I thought there was even anyone out there that gave a fuck, anyone, like right. anyone out there that could get to a high enough place anywhere in the world and give a fuck. Like I just didn't, I didn't believe it was possible. I, I, I knew like every level of it, you eventually get corrupt at right. any level. Right. But then to sit, I went to see him speak in Sarasota um, right. for the 3rd of July. And we uh, almost went when he was out here just for the fuck of it, just for like the entertainment of it. But then we saw people were already lining up the night before and there was like more people lined up than there was tickets. So we were like, nay, like we're not going to do that, I guess. But it would have been. Yeah, it was it was like um, Don Jr. and General Flynn and Kimberly Guilfoyle. You know, it was a whole bunch of people speaking. But things that Trump said (laughs) that. He's like, well, I was right about hydroxychloroquine, wasn't I? (laughs) Well, I was right that they would have taken five years to give you this vaccine and you guys would have been scared in your houses for five years, but they sure as shit got it out in nine months once I said cures were coming, didn't they? I was right about the border wall, wasn't I? I was right about stopping travel to China, wasn't I? I was right about, and I was right about, and I was right about, and he went through a list of all this fucking shit. I was right about your health care. Joe Biden's still using that. I was right about that, too. Canceling Obamacare. I was right about that, wasn't I? I was right about, I was right about. I wonder what I'll be fine right about next. Right. I bet you I'll be found right about the election next. And he's like, I bet more people voted for me than any other sitting president ever. Right. And if that many people didn't vote for me, it wouldn't have broken those voting machines because the algorithm, it threw off the algorithm. And that's why they're going to catch Joe. Right. That, that shit is weird, too. Like, because that's another thing. I've always been like pretty much um, I've never voted. So I don't know. I've always figured it was all bullshit. But I love that, it. I used to judge people that didn't, you know, with that whole stupid. If you don't oh, yeah. vote, you, you, you can't say that. anything. But, but then Carlin like, made that awesome quote, though, because Carlin was like, no, I think it's actually the opposite. If I well, don't vote, casting. I have every reason. <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah, casting, exactly. like casting a spell, casting a movie, casting a vote. It right. means your magic is going towards something and you're allowing it. And right. the the thing about it that must matter your magic being stolen must fucking matter or they wouldn't need to steal these elections. Right. Like, it must fucking matter that we go out there and cast our votes just energetically or they wouldn't have to keep Dominion voting machining at all. Why wouldn't they just dictate over us? Because That's a a very weird thing, too. Just, um... uh, I was just talking to, to Steve from Slow News Day. He was out here and we were hanging out with him and that was like something he was just kind of talking about. He's talking about the Millie Weaver movie. I forget what it was called. Uh, Shadowgate. So we watched it. And that's what I told him. I was like, I could do without her like complete undying loyalty to like wanting to get pregnant by Trump or whatever. But she did have a lot of stuff in there talking about like the Dominion. Not I don't even know if it was the Dominion systems, but it was just like the CIA and like manipulating like elections everywhere in the world. And it is really funny to think that people are like, yeah, like, well, yeah, like we like have to do that for those countries, but like we wouldn't, that wouldn't happen here. Like there's no way they could do that here. And I'm like, well, fuck dude. In 2000, we had the Congress, like congressional hearings of DuPont. I think it was DuPont or maybe it was Diebold. Um, And they were talking about how you could flip the voting machines with like, they were basically saying like a kid with a laptop could flip them and they were programmed to be flipped. And I'm like, so if that happened in 2000, I mean, that was basically the, it was basically the Gore Bush, and that 
congressional hearing in 2000 when I was like, dude, I'm not going to vote ever because what's the fucking point, you know? Um, but then, so anyway, I see like the, the anomalies, like where they're just like, yeah, we're going to, in the middle of the night, we're going to like shut everything down and go home and start counting in the morning or whatever. And you see like those dips, like those huge spikes for like Biden and shit. And I'm like, dude, it's, even if it's all 100% legitimate, I find it very odd. First off, I find it odd that our, our selections before that were Trump and Hillary. And then like the next time it was Trump and Biden, like, like if people were being honest with themselves, I don't really know that that would be our, our actual candidates that we wanted. They but stole then, it from Bernie the first. Like I believe, oh, yeah. if you looked up all those Dominion machines, I think every Bernie bro, I think Bernie, um, they didn't show him on any of the news channels setting it up because they didn't expect him to get any of the kind of groundswell that he got. And it's right. interesting in the places where Bernie had the biggest groundswell are the places that are in the biggest amount of tyranny now. Yeah. Like the Portland, Oregon, Austin, Texas of it all. Like there, it's like I mean, maybe they're open this week, but it's right. that's been you know it's right. been seven <laughs> days to flatten the curve and right like, thirty six years. But uh, I th even the play that Trump did um, the forty eight hours before the two thousand sixteen election night, where he went from Florida to Pennsylvania to Michigan to Wisconsin, maybe. He did four states. That's it. And they were yeah. the four keystone states that flipped that Hillary didn't plan on the last minute because she knew she had all the West Coast locked. She knew she had all the Dominion voting machines. And if you notice, he didn't waste any time with any of the counties that they knew were dirty. Right. They, so right. what they had to do this time was go into counties like, what is it, not Maricopa? Copa County. They I had to, Maricopa, yeah. They had to go into there, which has been like Republican, voted Republican for the last 74 years. And this right. is the first time uh, Democrats won, and it's Joe Biden, and he won by like a crazy amount of votes. Which is just crazy, because that, I remember, it was all of my friends um, back in the day that were talking about Biden, because they were all getting like heavier sentences and shit just for being black and like they knew that the, they knew about so the racist. strike law and she, yeah and i'm like it's just like the weirdest thing to me about biden is like he's literally the embodiment of everything that they projected on the trump like because i'm like dude you can say a lot of things about trump you can he's an egomaniac he's a fucking he's the guy you never want to wait on prick. that's what yeah. i picture yeah. it's like oh here comes that guy where he's like put my lemon on a small plate on the side <laughs> right but he never he does not strike me as the grand dragon of the fucking kkk like the media tries to paint no him. he I'm had like, black eyes around him our whole childhood he exactly. always had it's like and he isn't homophobe he mm -hmm. isn't he's it's like he's a new york new yorker most exactly. of the new yorkers that i know when they're in their good good they aren't racist they aren't sex they might some of the like new yorkiest new yorkers they might ha have some stuff come out of their mouth that you're like whoa but it's in right. this like new yorker way and they have friends of all colors and sexualities and right. whatever that they're like oh you know tony tony dresses up like a fucking woman on the weekends i'm okay with it he's a little sweet he looks kind <laughs> kind of pretty i tell him he looks pretty and you're like all right you don't have to keep talking about this this is getting weird <laughs> right right absolutely but it used to just be a place where 
that's what I loved about the liberal cities is they were places that you could just be whatever and everyone let you live in the freedom of your own flesh. Now yeah. it's like a forced, like, tell me what your pronoun is, bitch. Tell me what your right. pronoun. It's like, whoa, it's, this is, you're the opposite of what I think you intended to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know when liberalism became totalitarianism. It is like the weirdest shit in the world. Um, and then that's what my buddy said. He was like, if he's like our NSA handler has like tapes and tapes of us talking shit back and forth. Cause we talk shit like New Yorkers to each other. And he's like, dude, they would say you were like the most racist fuck in the world because of the way we talk shit to each other. If like any of this ever got out, we'd be homophobes. We'd be racist, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we're just people who have known each other for fucking 20 years and we rib each other because that's what friends do. And we like, call it I, locker room talk. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it is, it is weird. There's like no discernment, like people, like all these people that judge everyone for what they said. I'm like, what, you're just a fucking saint all the time. Like, I, I doubt it, dude. Like you guys are project, you guys are projecting hard because you're actually probably the people that lock the fucking door and a black dude walks by. And so you're like projecting that onto someone else and acting like they're this horrible bigot and you're this righteous fuck. And I can really, find 30 creepy pictures of Biden with a kid. I can't find yeah. one of Trump. Right. I can't find fucking one of them. It's like all these things that I can. Um, th these are these are other here's conspiracy things that I'm like, I don't like the JFK Jr. being alive thing. That would nothing would make me happier if the reddest shiny red pill, if Princess Diana and Michael Jackson and JFK Jr. <laughs> walked out with Kobe Bryant hand in hand and they were like, save the world. I think the world needs that kind of miracle. I love right. it. I'm there. I'm there for it. But I don't really believe in that. I, I just I need some kind of like logical grounding of things. I do believe that the fucking world is I think humans especially children are the highest currency on the planet and always have yeah. been throughout right. time. Always have been. I don't even think any time in history when you hear them talk about, well, in the South slaves were picking cotton. No, the same 1% of creep shows that we're talking about run the world. Now were the same 1% of people that had black people and were doing stuff. You don't even want to think about picking cotton would probably be the best thing. Like right. It, right. it's like all the sick twisted shit that really, anytime you hear drugs and guns, whether it's through Arkansas, whether it's through Vietnam, whether you, if you, they're smuggling drugs and guns, the freeway way, Ricky Ross of it all. Um, right. Oh, that's just crack through the ghetto. No, they were fucking taking people out of the ghetto. Like it's everything is them taking people. Everything is them taking children. And I think all poor people are easier to take. Undocumented people are easier to take than that. And yep. uh, um, that's why borders matter. It's Absolutely. not because of stopping undocumented people getting in. It's because they're taking your children out of here. Right. I really right. believe this is going on on a heavy scale. And I also think there's like a loosing of it all that um, what I think they're doing to these kids is darker and deeper than pedophilia. Yeah. Like it's like in something it's our human brains don't work in a way of the stuff that I think these people are doing. I agree. I agree. And I think that's that's like a problem, too, is because like 
your first instinct when you hear of anything like someone like if you're a good person which i think most people are you hear of like people hurting children like you're almost your first instinct is to like ostrich that shit like i don't even want to i don't even want to think about that yeah. i don't even want to acknowledge that that's like even possible because for one you can't imagine it yourself because you're not like an unholy shit bag or whatever um and yeah it's 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 so fucking weird and sick. And I think you're like, like what you're saying, like it's almost demonic. Like, I don't even think the people doing this shit are, are doing it. I think something's in control. And like something's gets, so yeah. sick. Like, cause I don't even think a human can do. No, they see that like, like what I've like, they, they are almost over these things. Like how you see vultures on the side of the road and they're all like their backs are heaving. That's what these they're, they're, they're beasts. They become right. like, and it's not primal. Primal has an attachment to the earth. It's something serious. It's almost like this part of the conspiracy is what made me find faith. It was like realizing how dark this part of it. And it's not faith in like, I don't even like the word faith. I feel like I never had faith. That's what I searched for my whole life was some kind of faith. It was like this part of the conspiracy. And then I just got hit with a knowing like, whoa, right. there's something big and bright on the other side. Cause these people are doing something dark as fuck. And I think I should say evil as fuck. Cause I think dark energy and evil energy is different, but right. they're feeding something and dates are important to them and rituals are important to them and intention of doing Absolutely. all this shit is important to them. I don't know. It's like the, did I just freeze? Oh no. Am you did I, freeze. Oh, yeah. I did freeze for a minute. <laughs> you're, you're, Am I back? You are. Okay. Okay, good. I'm back. I know. It's like we're talking about. Um, it's them. They're like, hey. Uh, <laughs> a little enough stop. with the kid talk. Like <laughs> <laughs> enough with the Wayfair talk. <laughs> like, stop exposing our entities. <laughs> but it's um, I know that seems like the the part with me that also like the logics when you look up Ivanka and anything she did for the four years that Trump was in the White House. All she did was travel and sign human trafficking bills everywhere. No shit. I and didn't know that. All that Donald did, like the amount of human trafficking that he did. And everyone's like, well, you know, all presidents no, all presidents don't like right. <laughs> do that. Right. So um there is things that it's like savior of any person outside of it all, I can't get into, but there when everyone that I've always started thinking my whole life that I know is evil from Clinton to the media to whatever, when they all hate you, I'm like, oh. I know, I know. <laughs> they, you're, I'm like, are he's they... the only one shadow banned too. Like you're the only one with me and all my friends who shadow banned. <laughs> Alex <laughs> right? Jones, I find on every Joe Rogan, Andrew, every comedian has Alex Jones on these days. Every Austin comedian's hanging out with Alex Jones. Right. You know, it's like, but right. I can't find the president anywhere. I know it is so fucking weird. They're just like, yep, he's erased. And that is strange too, that you say that about, um, Ivanka or Melania. <laughs> Melania Ivanka. is his wife. Ivanka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I didn't even know, but that's why, that's why she was probably so heavily attacked and I'm all for it. Like if, if we could stop trafficking, that would be 
fucking amazing because there's like two things make me want to hurt people and it's people who hurt kids and people who hurt animals do you have kids I do not. I don't either. And this is something I was thinking about earlier and why maybe we're so special as a generation. Less of us have kids than especially American Gen Xers have less kids than any other generation. And I think there's something about the atrocities and the places that I've looked. I used to be a person that was like full disclosure. We all deserve to know everything. And now I feel like I want my sister, she already has enough fear in her life trying to get her five kids through the world. I want her to be able to sleep at night, not knowing the things I know, but know some good people are out there knowing these things. So her kids are going to be safe. She doesn't need to look the places I've looked to know this shit exists. If she just trusts me to know that there's dark shit out there and she doesn't want to see it. And so there's, I think there's something important about the kidless people in the tribe to protect the mothers and fathers because there's a darkness that I don't know if I had children, if I'd be able to let them out of my sight anymore, knowing the shit I know. Like I feel sick about not my kids when I think about some of the shit I know. Like if I just thought about it right now and went into it, which I know you can too. It's like, fuck, I can't imagine if I had babies. Right. Right. And and that's the craziest shit because they're already like neurotic as fuck just being parents like just worrying about normal things and like if you had if you even looked into any of that i think that's why a lot of people with kids are like no no i'm not gonna believe that vaccines damage them or anything because it's so much easier to not even go down that rabbit hole and then like once one of their children are damaged by vaccines then all of a sudden of course they they're well, what if it's our it. we're less let's say we can't like your kid um, is gay, is a little not as smart, has bad vision, um, ends up with really crazy allergies, uh, trans, whatever other kind of crazy, whatever ailment you want to think of. I think they might be, and it's not an ailment to be gay, but right. we don't know what you're born like if your grandma was getting vaccines that were untested as this vaccine. And all the eggs are all created inside your mom while she was growing inside your, as she, it's like as your mom grew, all her eggs grew with her in utero. So right. whatever's being done to your grandmother was done to you as an egg. It's like the headiest shit to think about. That's how far vaccine injuries go. So what ailment, who knows how perfect we are as beings without their fuckery. Right, right, absolutely. I would like to think that I would have at least a 12 foot vertical leap had I not been vaccine injured. Me too. I would be like, have like a washboard abs. <laughs> but see both those things that we said is our TV programming of like is, you were though, right? like I was like I'm a GI Jane in your Space Jam, <laughs> right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but it and it is it is so weird. I I feel like these new kids like I see my nephew and stuff and he's like wicked smart. Um, I, I'm not from Boston. I just said that for whatever reason. I thought though. I just thought. <laughs> Green he's, he's yeah he's wicked smart how you like them apples but uh conor yeah, mcgregor's fighting this weekend no <laughs> he is he is yeah it's 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 really weird to see like they're just, i feel like our kids or like the, our generation the people who have kids they're kind of like us in a way but now they're also like hooked up to all this crazy fucking technology 
Um, but I feel like they they might break the cycle of this weird, like apathetic, entitled lump of shit that's like kind of fucked everything up for <laughs> for a while. And I, I hate when people are like, oh, those millennials and this and that. I just I but I do feel like there's so many people and even people from our generation have fallen into it that are just like so entitled or they want everyone else to change for them, um, which isn't even organic. They didn't even know any of these inequalities or whatever existed before the media like put it into their head that you know trans right activism is like the most fucking important thing like at night go home to your picket house and like don't even worry about blm but like so long as in the daytime you're out marching for blm like you're a really just person and make sure everyone else that doesn't support what you believe in thinks that you're a fucking you're a saint and they're a piece of shit because <laughs> I feel like I have to say this as a gay woman all the time. Anytime BLM's brought up LGBTQ is the same Marxist group as BLM. It's the, all the same. They're just keep adding letters until they can get to pedophile and creepier. And they're just using something that might be normal and leaning it until we're going to go into bestiality. They're just going to slowly <laughs> and they're adding letters on because some CEO is still making a billion dollars over your sympathy. And there is a difference of sympathy and empathy and you have to learn the difference of the two. Everyone like the, absolutely. And that's where I feel like these BLM groups, like, oh, I am such, I have so much white guilt. Let me send <laughs> money to BLM. Like, let, oh. let me tell you, I have a lot of friends that are not white. Not a single motherfucking one of them is marching or an activist for BLM. Any of that shit, like right from the moment the shit started and outside of Ferguson, they're like, man, this some this basically some CIA shit. Like, I don't trust it. And I don't think, I really don't think that many people are on board with half this shit. I don't know any like, black people on board with BLM. Right. And that's that same thing. Like, a lot, I, I shouldn't say a lot, but most of my gay friends, same thing. Like, the L, LBG, LGBTQ, they're like, the whole hierarchy, the whole, like, hive mind is is bullshit. Like the, the fact they want everyone to not be an individual is should be creepy to everybody. And the fact that if you think differently, like my buddy's Republican, he voted Republican and like now he's not welcome in the LGBTQ movement. And it's like, well, what? What do you mean? Or like that's like when BLM's like, oh, yeah, like we don't really accept like um, God, what's his name? Ben Carson or like. Anyone who thinks different, like they're not black. I'm, I'm anti-giving like, so children weird. hormones and testosterone. And I oh, get yeah. hate for that. But I'm just like, if I were a little girl right now, you guys would have given me testosterone just because of the type of little girl I was. And I just, how about society? Stop worrying. Like, are you, do you want to be a little boy or a girl? Stop parents. Stop yeah, with your weird. Right. Now it's, now it's cool for you. It was cool for you to have a John Bonet Ramsey kid. Now it's cool for you to have a trans kid. And you can right. sit with all your friends and talk about how you're all so different and how righteous you are and you're giving your six-year-old hormones. And it's fucking insane. Like, it's insane. It's like, do you guys realize you are like abusive <laughs> fucking assholes to, to go you're ahead and You're probably making your kid that, fertile. Right, right. And like, yeah. Or like, infertile. Who the fuck asked their fucking four-year-old, like, are you gay? 
do you think you're gay? Like he's four. He thinks he's a fucking Voltron. Yeah. Like, why are you asking your kid about <laughs> their sexuality all the time? Why the thing with the pronouns makes me crazy? Because when you really boil them down, all the hundred of them or whatever, and you start reading them, you're telling me what you're sexually attracted to as well in your verbiage of what thing I have to call you. It, right. It's like this is it's getting to the point of inappropriate, like right. where <laughs> I don't want to talk. I don't want the state teaching my kids about sex. I don't want sex to be this prevalent thing. I remember when they first did it to our generation where it started to like really get pushed into schools and everyone's like, well, they have to know about sex because then the pregnancies and then the pregnancies and the sex and they have pregnancies and the sex and the AIDS, AIDS, AIDS of it all. And guess what? I've just watched Planned Parenthood do since I've been they've been teaching us about sex in schools go up, 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 up. There hasn't been less abortions. Just like Dare. Like Dare was like, here's how you do drugs. <laughs> like the whole like Dare program. And yeah, it is very, it's very weird too. The society now is like <coughs> who you are as a person is like your pronoun. Like <laughs> it's not anything dynamic, like your thought process or what you believe in or like anything like it's, it's vapid as fuck. Like who do you like to lay with at night? And that's who you are. This is what like, genitalia do you wish you had? Who do you like <laughs> to lay with at night? And then what kind of clothes do you wear? Can you put that all in a pronoun? So then I call <laughs> you that. Oh, you're fluid and you can change it by the day. And if I don't know that I'm somehow ist. I'm an yeah, ist. Yep. You're the <laughs> asshole because you don't automatically know. And I think that that is just so fucking narcissistic. Like, how am I supposed to know anything about you? And honestly, why should I, unless we're meeting at a party, a mutual friends party or something, I don't really even need to know who the fuck you are. Like, let's just talk about whatever and we can land on if we like each other or not, or if we should like care about, you know, I mean, I care about everybody <laughs> at first, but I'm like, I don't need to know. Like I had a, I had a friend every time he introduced himself to someone, he explained how his brother shot himself on Christmas Eve. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you don't have to do that. That's fucking weird. Like, just be a normal person. And I, I feel like it's just as weird to walk up and be like, okay, my name is Bob. My pronouns are this, this, this. Like, at that point, I'm like, I'm not even interested in talking to you anymore. I wanted to know if you believe in Bigfoot. And now we're, like, heading down the fucking, the rainbow path of, like, your your idea of what's just. And then if I answer something wrong, I'm a fucking fascist suddenly and probably a Trump voter in your mind or whatever weird label Isn't that you where had it to got, though, me with. Um, 2020, the reason it got, it's almost like I kind of was anti everything too and pretty headed toward Black Bill for the NWO of it all. Right. I mean, I paid attention to everything. Um, but when the mask thing became a political thing, when the flag started to scare people as like, this is terrorist <laughs> now. Like I'm so old school, Alex Jones that I remember him being like, one day they're going to call the Patriots terrorist. Yeah. One day they're going to call the religious people terrorist. One day they're going <clears> to, <throat> and I was like, this is never going to happen. Right. Like this is crazy. And I sure as shit didn't think I would be a Patriot. I know, I know. <laughs> I know, right? Like, it's so weird because I have a lot of other other artist friends and I think they just assume because they've always known I'm a conspiracy theorist and shit. And um, now, even though they...
they think I'm racist. I was telling my buddy in Texas this shit, um, this dude, this gangster I used to roll with all the time. I was telling him how these guys, these comic nerds who don't even have black friends were, were calling me racist. And he like fell out of his chair laughing. He was just like, yeah, send them down to me, <laughs> whatever. But it is weird. Like people just make up this whole backstory of who you are based off of like one online discussion or one online opinion or just not going along with what they believe or being like, look, that's not really important. I don't really give a fuck if who you vote for. Like, really, I don't care. I've helped you. We've helped each other move. You've helped me through some rough times. I'm not going to not be your friend if you vote for someone I don't agree with. That's like the weirdest fucking thing to lose friends of or not wearing a mask. So many people were like, that was the thing. So many people were pissed <laughs> off at me because I was like, I don't really, I'm not really scared. And my buddy said that he works at Kaiser. He's like my conspiracy twin and shit. He's literally like only a month older than me. And he's the guy who kind of woke me up to everything. He works at Kaiser. And he said, he's like, I don't even think it's the mask or no mask thing anymore. He's like, people can see that I'm not afraid of this shit. And it bothers them. It like bothers them to their soul. Like I'm like this enemy to all of my coworkers and stuff. And I'm like, I think that is a weird thing that like people see that you're not scared. And now all of a sudden you're like a threat because you're kind of fucking up the status quo of just living in perpetual fear of the virus that Fauci told you about or whatever. I know. Do you make it, is it like, um, there's like rules at a nudist resort that you like, they have a pool area and you cannot wear clothes around the pool area. And I used to wonder this, like, why, why won't they let you wear a bathing suit in the pool? Because your bathing suit all of a sudden makes everybody else naked. Right. And that's right. how the face was. Being the only person in a grocery store without a mask on, all of a sudden, like, so many days, it would be hard to, like, stand up straight and just keep, because I just didn't wear a mask the entire time. It would be right. really hard. I would feel like I was at an Eyes Wide Shut meeting. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> everybody can see me. Here's my face. And there, I have no idea who any of them are. I don't want to meet them or talk to them. But there was something, like, some of the days it just felt like my face makes you all look stupid. And you feel it today. Like, yep. some days the energy, I could feel that difference. Um, and the Eyes Wide Shut meeting days, when I'd get into my car and shut the door and finally lock it, some days I'd have breakdowns. Some days it yeah. was like I'd fully cry. Like, what is happening? This is the new world order. And no matter how much I scream, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm going to be, when they do finally come for the conspiracy theorists, I've already said too much. There's no, like, put on a mask now and play along, Chaney. Like, right, it's right. already, like, the internet's been around for too long. <laughs> I yeah, already, yeah. Like, before there was shadow banning and before there was all that, like, I already did some weird shit on, like, MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. No, that's that's absolutely true. It, it's it's very bizarre, and there's still people. We were probably friends on Friendster. <laughs> oh, we probably were. <laughs> absolutely, I think we chatted in AOL at some Info point. Info Warrior. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is. It is. It is so weird. Because I, I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It made people realize, like. I'm not brave at all. Cause I know there were people that did it to get along. Um, and then I have a buddy, I have a buddy that was like, no, I have always, he has always wanted to blend in. Like that's his, his tactic is like camouflage. He's like, I don't post anything online. He's like on board with everything, but he has like no internet footprint. 
and like he'll just he likes it he's like i like wearing a mask because i fucking go places and then all these like high school reunion bump-ins like no one knows who i am and i don't have to like sit there and shoot the shit with some asshole i didn't even like 10 years ago or whatever but everybody did seem to be i think you're like spot on with that they saw you without it on and it like bothered them and my whole thing was i would always just make sure to be fucking smiling all bright-eyed and like smiling at people and shit because i'm like dude people need hugs people need smiles you know and like it was cool as shit because like it was kind of weird i'd go to a buddy's house the beginning of everything and you're kind of like i don't know do you like are you cool with me hugging you and shit are we still hugging like can i come into your house without a mask or whatever and everyone was like yeah dude like what no and i'm like i don't know i've seen people flip like i thought maybe you'd be like a pod person now and all of a sudden you're buying everything the tv told you and so all my friends the entire time we hung out we hugged didn't give a fuck we didn't we didn't like mouth kiss or anything but we we weren't we weren't afraid to hang out or anything my folks know that me and Lindsay are pretty hermity well basically we don't really know anybody down here i'm about 60 miles away from all my friends and family so they would let us come over because they didn't really fear it or anything but they wouldn't let my brother and his son come over and stuff and it was just the weirdest thing and then as soon as they got the vaccines after we had them on the fence about it because we reminded them of the swine flu debacle in the 70s, which they remembered, and they almost weren't going to get it. Then they went ahead and got it. And as soon as they got it, they're throwing like parties at their house. And I'm like, dude, what changed? <laughs> like, really? You think you're like invincible because of a fucking like, I'm like, you guys were fine all along. You're like semi healthy, you know, like you're not licking toilet seats or anything. I, I don't know. It's just. It was very disappointing and sad to see so many people. And I still see so many people like scared as fuck driving in their car with a mask on still. I'm like, what the fuck? We went to Oregon last summer. We were out going out to visit Lindsay's family. We went to a waterfall, an outdoor waterfall in Oregon. Me and Lindsay were the only two people without a mask. And there were people like avoiding us, like acting like we were the fucking plague. And like, you're outdoors. I mean, I'm not a scientist, but common sense tells me outdoors you're probably fine even if there is a fucking pandemic but to me a pandemic means people their faces like melting off in the street like i don't think that the media would have to tell you every 20 minutes there's a pandemic if it was like actually a threat to your health i know i don't know anymore what pandemics have been real I know right. people died of fucking AIDS. I know also the people that died of AIDS had HIV and then were seeking treatment and then got AIDS. There's exactly. so much sketchy shit about every single thing I look into. Remember the videos of the people falling in the streets that they first propagated us with about the fucking Wuhan flu? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that honestly, and that, so we saw that before, because I think we got it in Washington in 2019 late 2019 it was like december the very beginning of december we got fucking sick and and neither of us really get sick that often and we were pretty sick for like i was probably sick for like 72 hours and had like a lingering cough for like a few days um but i didn't even piece it together because we had seen some of those videos in wuhan of like people like falling down and shit we were just like i guess we got a weird flu or something and I won't lie, like the first month after seeing those videos and stuff, I was like, dude, I don't want that shit. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's China. So whatever it is, it's probably fucked up and man-made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's so funny too now. 
now they're like, well, maybe it did come from a lab. I'm like, motherfucker, I caught a ban. Oh, that's the other thing. Trump was like, <laughs> I was right about it coming from the lab. Right. <laughs> it's just so weird. I it's I, I don't know. Do you remember it's... the Tom? This is was my favorite. Um, Tom Hanks and Madonna both typing on Corona typewriters, and <laughs> that's when and because it, the name Corona was never supposed to get out of it. That was yeah. that was supposed to be the elites inside joke to each other to always talk about the mind virus Corona ha 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 to each other. The the name we were always supposed to hear was supposed to be COVID nineteen. I feel like that's my so we were never supposed to be little schlicksters that looked into everything and already think Tom Hanks killed Isaac Cappy that we weren't right. supposed to attach it all to every single movie he ever did and no Madonna was already a creep show like the the conspiracy theorist the Epstein didn't kill himself of it all wasn't ever supposed to be part of the pop culture true that's where Very I true. think anons don't get the anons that follow Q don't get all the credit any more than the anons that started Operation Wall Street. Don't get any more of the credit than the anons that have always been Alex Jones followers, than the anons that have always been talking to each other in these chat rooms with silly fucking names because that's how the internet all started. Right. Like, it's like these ideas of, you know, you said liberalism earlier and it's so crazy. These ideas of Malcolm X and the Unabomber both saying the same things of right. liberalism being the eventual downfall of America. Um, those ideas were shared in chat rooms, like right. us just being able to fucking bullshit with our anonymity. Yeah. And that's like my idea of a digital soldier. That's how we we're battling this huge fucking conglomerate, this CNN fucking brainwashing MK ultra Fox news machine. And we, the Gen Xers, zine makers, punk rockers, music artists, whatever, know how to create better than them. We are warm blooded and not cold blooded. We have hearts and logic and our chakras open and have attachments to each other so we can create the same fucking virus stuff that they quote unquote make go viral like Tiger King and Bernie Mittens of it all. That's them. That's their creations to mock things. Um, it's like Burning Man, Bernie Mittens. It's like they have these weird things that all have their weird stuff. But the Epstein didn't kill himself, the red scarf, the red shoes, the pizza gate, all that shit, even the QAnon, all the fucking hashtags you can't find right now, that shit was never supposed to go viral. That's how right. I know we are winning. Like whatever Absolutely. it is, this internet, like it's we're not supposed to be able to have this conversation right now if they right. were winning. Right. That's absolutely true. So something's amiss. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. That's, I don't you know. should, you're supposed to drop the mic after that. I, know. <laughs> I just think like the digital soldiers thing have, have been around forever. If it is something true, the military just had to catch on. Like it, war did have to work in a colder way than it ever worked before. Absolutely. The soldiers couldn't even know they were soldiers. Right. Right. <laughs> absolutely. We have to make the punk rock kids soldiers. How is this going to happen? <laughs> right. And it, it is weird, too, that like it's so fucking weird that counterculture now is almost like conservatism. Like the red hat. It's, there's it's, nothing more punk rock than that. Make America it's great fucking again. Hat. Weird. It just it it fucks me up. Like I can't even it's it's just as crazy to me as like like you said, like Florida being like the bastion, like the beacon of like 
fuck the government like we're gonna do whatever the fuck we want we're sovereign you know <laughs> like there's people just... in the world that are like i want to move from australia to florida i know and you're like what <laughs> right this, this is the world this is the upside down <laughs> it is it is so fucking weird like everything about it is just how do i leave so california bizarre. and get to florida we yeah <laughs> what <laughs> right <laughs> it is fucking wild and it's Colorado's not super bad, but our governor is kind of a prick, but we live south of Denver and shit, like in a pretty small area. So it's, it hasn't been like that bad or anything, but it is like really funny to watch all of these Southern states just kind of fucking thumb their nose. Like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. Or then watching like them try to like throw the Delta variant out there to like get the Southerners to vaccinate or something. They're like trying this tactic again. It's like, you've already tried this. Like people aren't doing it. We've already had two seasons. Like where all the New Yorkers already came down here, right? went home and came down again. And we're not, (laughs) it's like we've gone from maskless to all them coming down in their masks. And now we're all maskless again. Like get out of here. Don't bring your fear down here. And they're all here for, a, a day and then massless in the store like and then going back there masking it's like what's your brain's broken yeah i can't even imagine that because we went to arizona right when they had lifted theirs um not that it ever mattered to Lindsay. like there were some stores out here that you did need to wear a mask to get shit so i'd be like the designated grocery guy because i'm like well Lindsay's gonna fucking shoot somebody if they tell her to wear a mask so i'll go and do it so we don't have to go go through the process of bailing her out and all the legal fees and shit um but like after we did that in arizona and came back i was just like well i'm done now like i can't and i never wore like a mat i always wore those like gator things or whatever that are like super flimsy but even then it was like i can't imagine going from wearing one to not wearing one, to like wearing one again, like how they're doing that in California and other places now. They're like, yeah, you were cool for a while, but like now you have to wear them again. Like who's really going for that? But I guess there are a lot of mindless, spineless fucks who are just like, yep, like the government knows best. And and for me, like besides fuck the government, I just am like, I don't like putting shit over my face. I don't even like wearing necklaces and shit. Like I don't like accessories. I'm just, but like besides that now, the government is telling me to like, that's a double fuck you. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't like anyone telling me what to do. Exactly. Like I'm (laughs) like, just to spite anyone telling me to do something (laughs) like I'll spite Lindsay asking me to do something just because I'm like, no, no, I don't think I'm going to do that. Sometimes I I was about to do it. And then my wife will ask me and I'm like, well, you just made that whole thing less fun. Right. <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> I'm sovereign. I, have, <laughs> I do um, what I want. A friend of mine's dad, and he's really Christian. And so if you were to do something like that to him, he says, oh, you just missed your opportunity to be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, I was about to take the trash out. Now, yes, I was about to bless you with it. Now I'm not going to do it. <laughs> yep. Now, now it's over. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. I don't know. It, it's funny to see. Because I do think I do think they wanted to have the masks and lockdowns still continuing now. But I do think that like all these states kind of just saying, fuck you, we're going to do whatever we want. Basically, Texas, Florida and Arizona being like, fuck you, we're going to do whatever we want through such a wrench into their plan. Because then other people are like, well, fuck, like 
they're not doing it. And then you see the numbers, like, especially in Texas, they like dropped the mandates, went full capacity and like cases went down and you can't really hide that. You know, like when people like Joe Rogan tried to do the big Texas turn, he tried to pull all the Californians to Texas and make that flip liberal. And I'm so anti Joe, especially that election night coverage he did. I just felt like his show single handedly set up the steal. It was the layup that the news just had to slam it into the because everyone watched Joe Rogan before the Spotify. It was like a big YouTube show. He had like a million followers and they just set it all up like it's going to go just like this and Trump's going to look like he's winning everything by a landslide but then right at the final hour because that's when we're going to count all the um, other you know the they said everybody's ballots were that they wrote them in from home were different right. than the other ballots and those were all going to be counted last and they started this whole fucking but they they started it very detailed on Joe Rogan everything Joe Rogan to me is um the dangerous part of conspiracies, or maybe this is what Alex Jones turned into is you find something and you're like, Oh, this is true. And it resonates. This is true. And it resonates. This is true. And it resonates. I trust this person. That's what they want. And then you think everything else this person tells me is going to be legit. And that's where I think Joe Rogan questions. Everything is like, no, that guy is the CIA shill of shills. He was on a show called fear factor. Right. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's funny because I have a lot of friends that like love him and I've always I think he's funny. But like as far as like listen, I I never really listened to him much and he's a good host and shit. But I'm just kind of like, yeah, he's 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 an operative or at the very least, he's towing the fucking line. Like the Kanye, the cryptocurrency of it all, the Elon Musk worship of it all, the Tyson, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the it's like the amount of pop culture people you can pick out that became like the dictators of the new narrative that specifically did once they did the Joe Rogan interview. Let's have Kanye on because Kanye is going to run for president. Like, right. <laughs> what are we doing? Right. What are yeah. we doing? And you have Elon Musk on like Elon Musk. And then Joe Rogan says, I can tell that you're so much smarter than all of us that you have to pick your words really wisely. And I'm like, no, you're probably talking to somebody who legitimately has a Neuralink at his head and you're watching him scroll through Google to answer your questions. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He's not smarter than you. It's just like, that's what they're like getting us used to the regurgitation instead of being really smart. Just because you can pull a fact from Google doesn't, like where have people gotten in their brain? Like we're having a conversation and I sneakily look at something on Google and then act like I know the answer to it. That, (laughs) that feels good to me. Like, Oh, look at, I just looked correct to everybody listening and to you, you just thought I knew this answer. Like just don't know some things, everyone. Yeah, Right. Right. (laughs) That was actually a lot of the fun of the eighties and nineties was not knowing shit. You would like wonder you'd, have some sort of weird unanswered question for like three years and then someone would know the fucking answer and you're like, wow, like I've been wondering that for so long and now everybody, and to- You're like, that song again. That's it, that's the song. I've been, this is the song I've been trying to wait. There was no Shazam or anything. You just had to hope somebody in the room knew who sang it. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Like all the mystery is gone and fucking everybody's a a fake know-it-all, you know? And it's it's the weirdest shit. Um, to just, and then not to mention, where are you getting your fucking facts from anyway? You know, Politifact. like big tech. Yeah, Snopes. that's yeah, exactly. I remember I, I lost a friend because I said I I wish that I had 
I was like, I think I'm going to get an apartment and live with like five cats that piss all every, all over everything so I can become a fact checker. And she got like so mad. She's like, you right wing piece of shit, motherfucker. And like, blah, blah, blah. And then like blocked me. And I was like, wow, it was a joke because really Snopes is like people who live with cats that go back literally and check everything yeah like, two people who live with I'm cats like, i'm pretty sure it's the cats that are doing the fact checking actually but it's very very strange but now now facebook is labeling everyone an extremist so because the fact checking wasn't working so now they're have you heard about this they're sending out notifications to people are you worried that some of your friends might be falling into extremism honestly when it it was partially like 2016 i said i was like i'm gonna get off i'm gonna get off facebook i'm gonna get off facebook but once the whole trump hillary i was like i can't do this anymore i got off it was like that those two things at like being the things that's when i had a big huge break that i was like i'm off facebook i'm done with both sides of this i'm done with this whole thing the mark zuckerberg the retelling of the history with that movie that came out with justin timberlake to tell me like look at how this guy just (laughs) discovered this thing i'm like oh i couldn't i'm like i'm out of here so smart but yeah, I I know they're like totally the Gestapo over there. Um, but just, look, I'm on Instagram. So how smart? It's the same platform. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but like, I haven't lost clients or anything with Instagram because I don't put my political opinion. It's just images. It seems to work better when people don't know that I don't give a fuck about their political stuff because then they boycott you and don't buy art from you anymore and stuff. It's kind of weird. Because I always thought that being an artist was part like questioning everything. But apparently now it's just falling in line with one political party and falling in line with everything that's fed to you. Or just do a spirit (laughs) cooking event and then... absolutely and it'll be like oh that all the celebrity will like you and you'll just like i sit on a chair and i made 1.2 million dollars to sit right. on a chair and stare <laughs> and that was art <laughs> i sat in a chair and diarrheaed myself and now i'm worth 12 billion dollars yeah and then it's... i sold the diarrhea yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's i think so banksy's a psyop i you know i do too actually oh really i i, I think that well at the very least, it's several people. Yeah, um, it's just two. And even the way uh, he never gets caught in the celebrities and it's uncertain towns. I almost just think it's like them probably making, um, we're going to have a spirit cooking event underground here. It's probably like their symbols they do. And they're like, look how dumb they are. They like worship it. Because that's right? what I think we do to all their stuff that they're like, look, at they're so dumb. They worship all of our weird events. Right. Absolutely. So you've always been an internet kid? Like, did you just... Um, what do you mean? Like, like uh, as soon as the internet? AOL, the chat rooms, the whole... Some, somewhat. You know, when it first came out, it was... It was so fucking amazing and weird. Like, and it's sad because, honestly, like, I was trolling people pretty much within the first, like, two weeks of someone having the... Like, we were in a chat room... <laughs> And some guy was like saying he was British. So we were like, oh, yeah, well, we're like from the Irish Republican Army and like, just try to get a rise out of people and stuff. Um, and then I, I was like in that whole era of like age, sex, location, like let's chat and freaking all this stuff. But there was actually a period of time beginning, I would say like the early 2000s where me and my roommate just didn't even have the Internet at all. 
But then once I did get it again, that was like right around MySpace. And MySpace was just so amazing. You could have your own page with your own music and be friends with Michael Jackson and famous people. They were your friends. You had your top eight friends. And uh, your playlists and your it was a whole setup. MySpace was. was a setup. (laughs) absolutely absolutely so yeah i would say like as soon as the advent of the internet i i did i mostly found it useful for like looking stuff up like i found that so interesting that you could just find all this like information especially with conspiracy um oh remember before it was all like when it was just free yeah like do you remember the in i think it was march 2020 we had like three weeks with all the internet filters lifted yeah that yeah, was that like, was freaking weird. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we are winning. I really that was the time. If any, where I'm like, show me this QAnon plan. Show me it. I'm gonna learn it all by heart because I was like, this internet. I haven't seen it like this in years. And in years, like, yeah. like where I could find any of the old shit I wanted to look up, like right. all the interviews. Like it was insane. I could find every image of every like pedestal. Hillary, right. I, I was like, no matter what I told anyone to put in Google, it was just like a free for all. All the YouTube videos, uh, like I could find everyone's show again. I was like, this is the best life ever. It, it no reminded shit. me of the late 90s or early 2000s on AOL where it was just like we were popping all over. I'm like, what is this? Right. Yeah. Like a lot of the because I have like a YouTube playlist that I started like in 06, 07, and most of it is just deleted content now. And like some of that was even, I was even being able to find it. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like it was all stupid stuff. But at the time I was like, this is amazing. Like underground footage of Dulce, like like that would actually exist or something. Um, but yeah, that was really weird. Cause that was like, I understand there's a lot of bullshit information out there but I don't feel like that's the powers that be's job to like, to shelter us from any information. Like, unless Agreed. it's like straight up fucking American history X, like hate speech, like, like actual go fucking kill people at this mall or something like that should be, yeah. you know, that's yelling fire in a theater. Yeah. Right. Right. But like anything else, I'm like, why do people get all mad at people for like believing in flat earth? Like it, it doesn't make any it doesn't, sense. Like, it's a waste that- of energy. <laughs> Right, right. Like, who gives a shit? Like, if I believe the earth is like a pimple on Bigfoot's ass, like, that's for me to believe and like, doesn't change who I am. It doesn't affect your life in any way. But for some reason, everyone's picked these like weird battles. If you believe in the island of Atlantis, if you believe in Tataria, if you believe in Lemuria, if you believe in what, I mean, you can pick all these different schools of thought from all like Kemet. If you believe in Kemet, like they're all yeah. these, like they're so far reaching of things that it's just like, I don't know anymore, any more than I know science that they're just telling me about from two years ago. Like, I just don't know anymore what of it's real info or what info, like I have a Manly P. Hall book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages, and it's awesome and it's a great print of it. It's a Jubilee edition and I uh, I sc- like just scour this book all the time. Yeah. I was looking at it and it was like printed, it's printed from a New York or a Los Angeles printing house and like a older date and I was like, oh, yay. Like I wonder how good this info is because, you know, all books were all kind of 
uh, taken out of America that were written before a certain decade. They, they rinse history all the time from every country. And its final print was out of China that really? I have the book. So I'm like, because it's so hard to find a ton of real Eastern um, stuff. And you just think, well, they're, they've been cleansed for a lot longer than we have. We see how quickly they're tightening us up. They've d- been doing it to them for hundreds of years. Like right. they told them how many kids they could have. Right. Like right. Th- there's a genocide of women. Like we were, we were talking about the rinsing of the divine feminine off the planet all at the same time. Like at the same time they were doing that there, Middle Eastern countries were covering their women's faces. And at the same time um, in America, we were having a surge of uh pro-women stuff, but really the women of America were just getting masculine jobs and doing yeah, workforce right. stuff. It wasn't like a p- push of femininity, but what they were doing at the same time were killing the gay men. So it was like, it was just a rinse across the world of feminine energy, whatever that meant. And if you think of like in America for the 70s and 80s, those men, they were all artists. They were all producers, directors, playwrights, like dancers they were all artists so if you think of that feminine energy of that art is they just rinse this and how important art is to the whole culture like of america the whole creation of it like if it's music it's like what a rinse they just did of this feminine energy throughout cultures across the planet right right like all at the same time too yeah like, yeah that's wild i i never really even thought of that like and that that's a weird thing too um Sorry, this <laughs> that just made me think of a weird thing me and my buddy were talking about a while ago was um like with a lot of energy like we have such a like a really lack of understanding of our feminine and masculine energy that I kind of feel like a lot of people are actually not necessarily like gender fluid or like trans I think they're just like confused about their energy like I think their energy is like fucked up not by anything other than like the frequencies the foods like the the shit maybe like you said the vaccinations for generations like just kind of because I I really believe that the the masculine and feminine energy just is like light and dark yin yang or yin yang and stuff like that and when they try to just they try to keep everything on balance because I think there is something in that harmony that they can't they can't deal with they can't break it like it's almost like the perfect human technology and so they they just put us like fighting each other over all this this bullshit because true harmony would be the feminine masculine coming together um i probably made no sense but no you did (laughs) you know you made perfect it's like it's almost like they're trying to get us to physically grow a dick and cut our tits off and do all this weird stuff physically because energetically we have this like energy that they're kind of making this is what feminine is and this is what masculine is and neither till the twain shall meet and really they're mixing inside all of us it's this androgyny of our energy that's i think opens up all of our gifts like our logic and our heart like kind of meeting and becoming like this flow Right. Um, but they they're getting us to do see it, see it in the flesh instead of become it. Right. Because the, our understanding is like so material and like basic that we're not really getting the gist of it because everything to most people, everything is like the material 
world. Like it's very hard for so many people to even understand like the internal spiritual as trumping everything, you know, um, it is a very, it's, it's very hard to watch because like the, the men's men of the fucking sixties and seventies, like you said, like, Oh, you're an artist. You're a fag, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. get out there and bang those ladies and be a football player yeah. and this and that, or like a woman wanting to roll up her sleeves and get her hands dirty. Like, Oh, you fucking dyke. dyke. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like <laughs> all this, this weird basic lack of un- understanding or understanding really um, who we are and where we came from and source and everything. And that's another reason why I love children. They just fucking get it until it's beat out of them in the public school system. Yeah, like who are you talking to? What are you drawing on? What are you banging on? What are you, usually kids are just fucking creating art from the second they come out. And we're, we're like, that noise is distracting. That color is too loud. That thing, that thing, that thing. And it's all like just conforming them into a hamster wheel right right the the prussian school system make them good little fucking workers yeah like enemy mine i don't know if you've ever seen that movie it's oh, yeah. come on. like i just think everything comes back to that for me lately i'm like <laughs> i love it it's like a, a slave planet and enemy mine and like i even think um it's interesting how the lou gossett jr alien um was like a male you think so for all their years of friendship and then has a kid yeah <laughs> you're like right Whoa. right <laughs> <laughs> this is heady um so good i know i was uh, I've kept you long enough. And so I'm going to totally have to have you back. I wanted to uh, talk to you about like um, just meeting someone online. If you were uh, what what that was like, or if you had internet friends before that, but now I'll just have to have you back. Yeah, no, that <laughs> sounds you, great. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I would love to be back. It's an honor. You're fun as shit to talk to. We're probably kin. I love it. I actually just looked down and was like, oh shit, I cannot believe it's already been over two hours on my thing. Yeah, I could. I really was like, oh, I have plenty of time. And now I'll ask him all about blah. And I was like, oh, I don't, that'll be rude if I kept you longer. So (laughs) I won't do that this time, but I totally want to have you back, Johnny. It was fun. I love it. I, yeah, it was so much fun. So good to finally speak to you because I truly am a fan. Like I watched a lot of you before this too. Oh, it was such, it was such an easy combo. Sweet. I'm glad. I feel like I just kind of like diarrhea at the mouth and just ran around in circles and stuff. And I'm not even stoned, which is weird, but I'm like, I can talk forever. I was oh, me always too. in trouble for talking. Oh, so. me too. We would have sat on the side of the room together and got in trouble for finishing our work early. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell everyone where they can find you. Okay. I have um, some really weird artwork at johnnylarson.com. The most original website name ever just my birth name with the dot com and i also so i have a lot of prints and i put a discount code um we love cheney we'll get you 15 percent off your print orders if you want to buy any of my artwork oh that's so, so awesome you, they <laughs> should, everybody should totally go and support uh johnny larson and um yeah if you liked everything you heard you should reach out and tell him and i'm sure he knows a lot more stuff than i even scratched the surface of today so um yeah even if you um are geeked out about anything and you want to slide into my dms and be like let's talk about this sometime i would totally love to have you back to do it absolutely 
That'd be so freaking rad. Oh, well, perfect. Well, it's been an honor to hang out and meet um, the other half of not of Rogueways, even though we won't call you <laughs> Mr. Rogueways. <laughs> I think I've like fixed the microphone once. Other than that, I have nothing to do with. Oh, I do do all the music on the show also. Oh, well, it's awesome music. Most and I almost brought it up like, oh, I could see how um, you and Lindsay, because she likes hip hop because of all the beginnings and the different music on her show. And you've brought up like Goody Mob and Easy E and stuff. And I was going to say that, too, but I didn't know you did all of it. But I yeah, also yeah. see her make comments sometimes when people like shitty rap music or something in a chat room. And she'll be like, you should listen to my show if you want good hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> which is like a little bit embarrassing too i'm like well don't go that far like don't like build me up that much because then if they don't like it i'm gonna be hurt <laughs> no the lyrics are fun the beats are fun and i like the um because there was the same show the same song for a long time but now there's like a couple other songs that get mixed in and i like it sweet i'll have to send you some too oh perfect yeah i love all that stuff well thanks for I hanging can. out johnny and um thanks you guys for listening and i will see you next time so she has been Cheney, and now she's off to smoke a blunt. See you next Tuesday, you fucking cunts.